0: Okay. Okay. Four seven two one, left job. The 2 let's intercept the final
1: Alienation version 2.0 I am Dan, this is episode 142 Nick made it back from Wyoming Say hi Nick Hi Jesse's here and Justin made it back from whatever the hell he was doing last week I'm here Playing hooky Yeah, something like that Skipping class
0: Skipping class
1: (laughs) You don't strike me as as a class skipper Justin
0: dude i do not skip class
1: ever in your career in- <laughs> no ever.
0: it's so you, you okay you've gone here so now i'm gonna have to tell you yeah <laughs> that doesn't work for me ever since i was a little kid i'm the guy that gets like nervous and oh, jerky geez. about playing hooky
1: and you're the guy that gets the attendance where my awards. parents
0: are like let's let's take a day off from school i'm like oh no 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 we can't do that we don't Yeah, we don't take a day off of school
1: and you got attendance <laughs> yeah. awards didn't you Perfect attendance. No, I
0: didn't get attendance awards. Oh. No. But, that yeah, that doesn't work.
1: So, Nick, tell us about <laughs> your uh, little trip last week, man. You went to uh, <laughs> Wyo, according to the sign.
2: I took what was the single longest driving trip I've ever taken consecutively in my life. Uh, 2,250 miles in four days. Wow. Wow. Yeah, motoring. I mean, motoring. Uh, But you know, it it was cool, man. It was it was actually really cool. The the guys are are awesome. I mean, they what a cool group of guys uh, that really just boy, you know, they just love to fly and have fun. There wasn't a wasn't a single ego there. You know, I rolled in. Let's see, about noon. Is that, when yeah, the, right. is that
1: when the ego showed up?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Brought that one with me. Uh, no, I showed up about noon and we, I mean, we hit it right off the bat. We kind of, so what I did is I kind of did a little bit of a tuning class. We talked about different flying barless systems. You know, I would, um, I would change a setting in mind, like set up a bank to, to do something funky. I'd put the heli up in the air and make it do that and talk to him about tuning and, you know, what something should look like uh, maneuvers on how to check certain gains and, you know, where you should start first. And it was just great. I mean, to see these, you, you want to talk, a, there's nothing better as being in the teaching position as teaching a group of people who just want to learn so bad. And then, you know, the process of going throughout that day, and really all throughout the next day, Saturday, watching them, you know, I didn't tune a single person's helicopter for them. Not not one. It was teaching them how to do it, the maneuvers that they could do. And then watching them go out and every single flight, it's, uh, you know, okay, well, let's try this. And let's try this. And holy cow. Oh, my gosh. That's that's better than it's ever been. Okay, so then they get excited and they come back and they're they're trying other things and going to the next step in the tuning process and you know by the end of the day everyone's heli was just flying awesome. And that excitement to be able to see that was just man, it 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 really did make the whole trip worth it. Because when you're out there in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> Uh, You just don't have anything to compare it to. And, you know, uh, one of the comments that I heard, uh, one of the guys said, you know, the best thing that I took away from this is not to be afraid of tuning, not to be afraid of trying different settings. I think there's kind of a, you know, misnomer that if you go out there and change this game 15 points, your helicopter could eat itself and fall out of the sky. So, it was just teaching them and giving them the confidence that here's what to watch for. You know, if you're going to change something, be easy on it. You know, watch for mm-hmm. these little signs, work into it. I, I know they had a little uh, one of the guys, I think the next day on Sunday after I left, got a little, maybe a little bit overzealous with his tail gain the day before, you know, working on it during pitch pumps and climb outs and stuff like that. And then he wad- went out into some monster fast forward flight on Sunday and it was quite high on the tail. So he got that good, you know, whoa, 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 huge <laughs> oh, over gain yeah. and stripped out a set of torque tube gears. Oh, but, oh nice. You know, that's, uh, that's learning and it's happened to everyone and that, and that's a part of it. But now they know what to do. It's not just like this mm-hmm. instant panic. And uh, so, so it was cool. The weather
3: <laughs> wow.
2: how windy was it nick well uh what minute
1: <laughs> changes it never I stops
2: have... oh uh, really it's not constant wind huh oh no no this is like i just can't even begin to explain how weird the weather is there it's so spotty as far as like you'll be out there there'll be no wind the sun's out. and You're like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. I mean, the field's great. So you start up there, and by the end of your flight, you could be flying in 25-mile-an-hour wind just by the end of Over the flight. Over five minutes? Oh, yeah. No, it's crazy. And then you'll start the flight, and maybe the wind will be at your back, and then by the end of the flight, the wind's in your face. So... From my personal flying standpoint, man, I was way not on my game that weekend. Uh, where we fly, if there is wind, it's always at my back. And you get used to that. I mean, that's just... So I think I tend to fly erring on the side of bringing it back to me. Well, man, like a 25-mile-an-hour wind in your face. Oh, that whole is, new ball game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that is not really, comfortable at all, no. dude. It, you know, I, I went out there and flew because it was like, Hey, I mean, that's what we're here to do, right? We're here to fly. So I'm going to do it. You just have to go. You really have to take things back to your comfort zone and your safe zone and your safe maneuvers. But even, I, I mean, I wasn't even, I was probably doing hurricanes at 60% just because you were that much into it. I, I took, was
0: going to say, did you get one of those ones where you pull a funnel and before you know it, it's on top of you?
2: Dude, like four or five times a flight. Hmm. Yeah, that's... So It's it was interesting. I, you know, I did learn something, though, which uh, I had never really experienced before or put much thought into. You know, we we've, we've focused a lot this last year, uh, myself, on really lightly disc-loaded models getting them as light as possible not overpowering mm-hmm. them keeping the head speeds you know moderate uh but you know messing with the pitch more yeah man that doesn't work in the wind i'll tell no. you that right now no way screw Dude, that it's like
0: a big sailboat
2: yeah it yeah. sucks i think my the raptor uh albeit i only got one flight on it which i'll t- t- tell you about in a minute um I did. <laughs> it was horrible. Like it just, it was all over the place and I didn't like it. But yet, the MD, being that I hadn't had a chance, I still had uh, the big 700XF motor in there with the Castle 160. That thing was coming in at like 13 pounds. I mean, huge. Put it up at about 2050, about 13, 13 degrees of pitch. And that flew the best in the wind, out of all of them. So I was running 100 RPM more, same pitch, heavier helicopter, and it was a lot better experience. So, you know, I'm I'm not going to say that light disc loading and lower head speeds are great in every situation. It's a good point. It's a good lesson, too. Yes, it really was.
0: Because it, it really points out, you know, what kind of environment you're used to flying in. And I'd say we get a decent amount of wind up here. I mean, on average, there's always going to be wind in the Pacific Northwest, but it doesn't sound like it's anything Not like, like what that, you dude. dealt with. No, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no.
2: And, and the altitude. So there, what was it? Oh, oh dude. I'll tell you what it is.
0: 4,832.
2: Yeah. So that <laughs> huh, <laughs> sucks. For autos. (laughs) I mean, sucks to the point where uh, any inverted autos should be dialed back from triples, triple pure flipping autos, to like singles. And what happens if you do triples with your Raptor is that you come in for that inverted auto, you pop it, you spin it around, it's like dialed. It looks good. You're going to come back out, land nose in nice and soft, except at about 10 feet where you think you have lift, it just falls <laughs> straight you down. You fall out of the sky.
0: <laughs> Dude, ah,
2: I hit and so And that's hard.
0: why you only got one flight.
2: That's right. I hit so hard. <laughs> and I I did not. Like, you know how when you do an auto, it's like, oh, this is going to suck. Like, this is going to hit hard. You know I, a
0: long time before it happens. No,
2: I didn't know until it hit. Like, the blades were still spinning and everything. This was not that bad. And it's the Raptor, so it's super light anyway. This thing hit so hard, it, complete, it blew the skids into about 30 pieces, and they shot straight out in all directions. <laughs> it popped back up about a foot off the ground, and I landed it on the bottom plate. Huh. How about that? Nice. Yeah, it was actually hmm. really funny. I was I was laughing really hard because it just I mean, it really caught me out of nowhere. I was like, I have no idea what happened. I don't understand why it did that. But after flying there the rest of the weekend and you know, almost skid bumping numerous bunny hops on accident because there just wasn't the pop there. Hmm. I mean, you just you just didn't have the pop. Very different. So tell us now about the heat. you're starting
0: to like our thick sea-level air, aren't you? Yes. Yeah.
2: Oh, our air uh, is the greatest over here. I mean, the greatest. Cold, dense. Uh, yeah. It, it's definitely where it's at. You know, Dan, the heat was not bad at all. Really? Not bad at all. No, it was, it was mild. They said it was on the cooler edge of what they were used to. Uh, I do have a funny little story. So we're... You know we're hanging out on Friday. We're we're bouncing. Um, they got. Uh, I think since you were there last time, they enclosed that clubhouse. Oh. yeah. So it's really sweet setup at the field. You can. I mean, you walk right inside of a complete clubhouse with tables set out in the middle. They got power everywhere. Um, so you've got places oh, nice. to charge. Yeah, outside and inside. Um, so, you know, if it started raining a little bit or the wind picked up, we'd just all head into the clubhouse and there was plenty of room to kind of sit and all gather around a couple tables and go over tuning and stuff. So we're in there and, uh, you know, I, I kind of walked up to the outside and was like, oh yeah, the wind's picking up a little big and, or picking up and you know, these guys for us, you know, we're out here to the field they're out in your daily lives and, and we flip, you know, I'm, I'm, I admit, I'm kind of a Facebook Flickr person, you know, flip the phone on quick, refresh Facebook, give it a quick toss to see if anything good, shut it back off, right? It's it's become a habit, I guess, like, like smoking or like anything else. With these guys, all of them, it's weather apps. It's constant. Every That's five funny. minutes, they're flipping out, checking weather apps, checking radar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think... Oh wait! I'm gonna I'm gonna plug a battery in because in exactly fifty nine seconds the wind's gonna drop ten miles an hour. Go and they walk outside. Or it's and do like a flight I'm gonna go to our screw that to our yeah. shelter
4: because but there's gonna be a hurricane. in Ten minutes. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> well, now that's it's funny. Like, you mentioned plug that, plug a Jesse. battery in
4: or go take shelter.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because I'm standing out there and the guy, one of the guys, was sitting there by the door and he's flipping through. He's like. Uh, yeah, gonna want to get You're inside. Like, Run! <laughs> I'm like, uh, we are. He's like, nah. Get kind of in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, huh? dude, come and on! It, it did this shit like I've never seen before. <laughs> like, I live in the northwest, so rain is no stranger to me. Right? Rain goes down. If it's a bad day, rain goes at a 45 degree angle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) this rain went sideways perfectly sideways and i swear to god i I thought that we were in like the eye of katrina that's what it felt like this whole thing was shaking and water's on the inside that should be on the outside it's gonna be okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) i'm looking outside waiting for my hyundai to go you know careening by and i swear to god it was 50 60 miles an hour I've never seen anything like it and then you turn around and blink and it's gone just gone just like that and then everybody like, is like you're like oh, no oh, yeah. I'm not going well, out there sweet let's go fly <laughs> I'm like you guys are insane it's just that's how it is on and off but the funny part of that story I'm gonna tell a little uh little tale about a friend of ours that we know by the name of mr Todd Bennett Oh, really? So apparently Todd Bennett was over there doing a class. And Todd, Todd I'm going to apologize ahead of time for chucking you under the bus here. but uh, And that happened. Well, that seemed to expose a little bit of a phobia of Todd.
3: <laughs> apparently dying Uh-oh. in a
2: hurricane sends Todd into a yelling, screaming, fetal <laughs> position, hands over the head <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> Oh, no. I guess he was, like, huddled, I kid you not, huddled over in the corner. And, Just you humming? You people are freaking insane. You people are absolutely insane. No one lives in this shit.
3: <laughs> Just scream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice. It wasn't, uh... You know, I, I found it amusing, but apparently he found it terrifying, so...
3: Yeah.
2: I- but... The
1: the summer I was there, or the 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 fun fly I went to, was so incredibly hot that it was just miserable, like just one hundred and six degrees in the shade, hot.
2: Yeah, and they said, I mean, oh, they made screw a point, that, dude. They were How really do you bummed fly about in that, that. Dan, you don't. Well, I don't think you do. Normally. I mean,
0: it's not only 4,800 feet above sea level, but now you're dealing with 106 degree weather.
1: Have you guys ever had a high altitude? How does sunburn? the thing
0: even stay like in the sky?
2: It well, I can tell you because that was that same mm-hmm. weather spell that Dan caught when we were in Billings, and it I've was. never yeah. seen a 700. Yeah, but is fly Billings
1: like a, that high up? 38 ish, I think. 36. Oh, so it's still
2: pretty, yeah, it's so pretty yeah. substantial. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, you did not want to fly a nitro at all, period. Just worthless. And now I understand yeah. why none of those guys, uh, you know, there was only a couple, a couple nitros there. Mm-hmm. It's just not, I, I wouldn't. Well,
1: without that, not that and they can't get their hands on nitro.
2: Yeah, that's true. It is tough. Hmm. But you want to talk about a group of guys. I mean, you know, they put so much effort. It, and J- Jack did, and, and and is it Steve or Steven? I can never remember. Uh, Steve, that's what I call. Steve, him. yeah. They it. put so much effort into this, putting this fun fly together for these guys. It's it really is kind of heartwarming. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking about like a 400 mile span, and you know, twenty thirty people show up, but it, it's mm. really got the the amenities and the you know, the fun factor of a lot bigger of a fun fly. You know, they fired up the lights at night, which actually worked out really cool because Saturday was kind of nasty. We were bouncing in and out, but kind of late in the day, it did get pretty windy, pretty bad. But uh, as soon as, so we went out to dinner, we came back, fired the lights up, and then the wind died down. So there was actually more flights at night under the lights than there was during the day. And it was back to back. I kid you not like every person that's there. um, I kind of went around and and I'm not going to say made everyone fly under the lights, but highly encouraged them to, to experience it. And that was another thing that was really neat is that everyone was doing it. And it didn't matter if you were just out there hovering light circuits or whatever. Everyone flew every time. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm gonna try it once, and then, okay, yeah, well, that was good, but I, I don't, you know, I'm not worried about it. These guys don't care at all, and they make everyone feel like it's just okay to just fly and have fun. And I like, I dig that.
1: They are a great group group of guys, and they uh, they take their heli shit seriously up there. Oh you know yeah, I mean? they don't they don't screw around, and uh, you know Jack in particular, well, all of them, but but Jack kind of spearheaded that. Uh, I believe he's a club president or at least was last I heard uh just transformed that club. Um there you know there's there's a handful of plankers. I, I there was some there was some there when I was there, but um you know the Heli guys are kinda kinda taking over and Jack really has turned that club around.
2: Well it shows. I mean not only in just the you know the the physical club with the being all enclosed now and having the power and the lights outside and the lights inside, but just the mentality of everyone, you know, they, they, as maybe not ideal in our minds as the conditions are, that's what they have Mm -hmm. to fly in and they don't hesitate to fly and they just do it. And, and I, it really kind of gave me a, an appreciation for where we are. You know, I can only imagine what it would be like to be in like San Diego or something. But, um, you know, they, they, they make the best of what they've got. And man, I dig it. I took something else away from that fun fly. Yeah. Something that I, I think as per request, we discussed and I, I, you know, I think we have a new tradition. I was given, well, I was informed as we (laughs) got there that there was a hat, and this was a new thing that one of the guys wanted to do this year called the crash hat. And this hat is rainbow colored and has a propeller sticking out of the Ah, top of it. Ah, that's what that was. (laughs) So the deal is, is that when you drive one in and you crash, you sign your name on the hat, and then you have to wear the hat until someone else crashes and it gets passed on. So the thought is... Is that if we start this and we actually really stick to it and we get everyone at the fun flies to play along, we want to see how far the hat can actually go because it stays with you. It does not stay with the fun flight stays with the pilot. Oh, so it
0: it could circle around a fun fly through like 15 or 20 people. Yeah. And if you and then whoever has it at the end takes takes it it with them to the
2: next fun fly and they come with them to the next fun fly. All right. And we want to see where it goes. And if you have multiple crashes, it's acceptable just to do check marks after your name.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Little tallies. Or else I would probably need my own hat. <laughs> just get me my own. <laughs> but uh, I think it's a cool idea. So, uh, to all of those showing up at the RCHN Fun Fly. If you see me rocking a very goofy-looking hat right off the bat, that's because I am the bringer of the hat. I'm the first one to have it, and uh, it will get passed on to them. Wait, so hold on. We'll so next. you actually have the hat? In my possession. Signed. The one that I mm. saw in the photos. That's correct. Nice. Okay. Yeah, this nice. is for real. This ain't no joke. This uh, We're not joking around here. No. This is, you will mm. participate.
1: So, Justin, how long do you think it's going to be before you're wearing that hat?
0: Hey, dude, come on now. (laughs) Two flights. Two flights? Get out of here. Let's make a bet.
1: Let's make a bet.
0: I think Dan's going to be rocking the hat.
1: Let's make a bet for some compass blades.
0: No, no, no. Get out (laughs) of here. (laughs) Damn compass blades.
1: You You know, when I I was down at uh, Gillette, I I met this um, guy named Charlie who was a planker, but he was hanging out. Really nice guy. And uh, it was, I think, you know, I stayed a little bit longer. I think I left like Wednesday after the fun fly. And uh, Charlie would come hang out and, um, you know, old guy, retired. He's sitting around looking at the weather, deciding whether or not he's going to fly. And, you know, if it's uh, at about 35, he maybe would not fly. And uh, this is a plane, and I'm watching him fly some old JR airplane, um, Nitro. And I and I shit you not, the wind is just howling 35, 40 miles an hour. Um, and he's just happily flying his plane. <laughs> and, and I was kind of talking to him, and he's flying I'm like, so is that, you know, are, are you going to get it back? Because it started going like away, and he had to turn around and come back. And he's like, oh, I don't know if it's going to go fast enough to get back. <laughs> uh, oh man so I, I'm just I'm like is this is this funny as well it's it's either this or nothing you know good point we, yes so we, yeah I mean and so the the whole point of that story is I, I actually was it was kind of funny because all the plankers that I fire with or and around gentle breeze planes are landed and I, I was watching him land this this plane. In 35-plus mile-an-hour winds, right nose into the runway. The the wind was going right down the runway. Hmm. He brings it in, full throttle, and it's barely moving. Gets it about four feet off the ground, shuts the motor off, flares the plane up in the air, and brings it down, and it doesn't even roll when it touches.
3: (laughs) Nice.
1: He just flares it up, it stops, and it just literally stops on the runway. Wheels didn't roll an inch.
2: Wow! Wow!
1: And it's just how they adapt to that environment, whereas it would scare the most of us away.
2: Yeah, yeah. You you just have to do it. There was a guy out there, an older gentleman, uh, kind of crotchety, truthfully, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, hardcore fly bar, uh, death to fly barless. Because I think he tried one; it kicked his ass, of course, but um he owned uh, you know i heard a bunch of different numbers but it was uh, on the low side i heard 67 on the high side i heard 89 uh jr vigors wow what yep i guess he's got this you know Holy big boner for Maybe the I old, should sell like a, a, a vigor a fetish yeah he buy up everyone that he saw, and he's just got a whole pile of them. He really likes them. He said they they suit his flying style, which I think is kind of fly and duck. But you know it. it was, <laughs> That's wow. the style. Yeah, that is that it is. Trust <laughs> wow. me. But you know it's just it's cool to meet all the different people. Yeah, nice. So I had a great time. I, I mean, I really want to say thanks to you know thanks to Steve for letting me stay at his house. Thanks to Jack and, you know, Jonathan and all the guys that came out, Troy, all the guys that were there. It was just an, an awesome experience. It was really cool to be at just one of those little fun flies where they make you feel, you know, I hopped out of the car and I just felt right at home.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. That was cool.
1: Absolutely. Well, nice. sounds like you had a good week. Who wants to go next?
3: We
4: all know that RC helicopters are all about precision. Everything from the parts that we build them with to the tools we use. But the most important thing is making sure that we have our helis set up absolutely perfect. There is no room for air. So, to make sure you get that perfect setup every single time, head over to Soko Heli Tools and check out their high precision setup tools. That's Soko heli tools. I'll
0: go. I don't know. I think we should just move on. Nick talked for a really long time.
1: Yeah, there. I think we're out of time. Actually. Yeah, What's but I want to know what Jesse did. I want to Got know what Jesse news.
4: Did. You really want to know? What I do. I did? What,
1: what'd you do this week, Jesse?
4: Well, I definitely did not have as interesting of a weekend as Nick did, because last weekend, unfortunately, my helis did not see the air at all. Bad weather, yeah, huh? It was it was awful weather. I don't know about Justin. Was it the same for you? It was. It was. It was it's just pouring down rain the whole entire weekend. Yep. Yep. Um, so what that led to? I ended up getting some parts in on Monday for the seven HV. So I got in some new thrust bearings and radial bearings for the head, which I had mentioned last week. Um, so I went through and completely, you know, did some maintenance on the seven HV. Um, completely rebuilt the, hel- the head, new thrust bearings, radial bearings, installed all that stuff. Man, what a difference that stuff makes! Just, it's crazy, you know. You build up that many flights on those parts, and those just aren't things that I've never replaced a set of thrust bearings. I'm I'm not used to wearing those out, but what do you know? They they wear out. So, put in a new set of those, greased them all up, new radial bearings, and that head is way, way, way more smooth than it. Than it ba- probably has ever been since I've owned the heli. Could you tell um, a
0: difference flying?
4: See, I'm not, That's that's kind of a tough one because I did get out to the field today. Um, I went out. It was one of those really really quick trips. I I got finally got some free time at about three o'clock this afternoon, three four o'clock this afternoon, and it was one of those charge up three flight packs at home and just grab the transmitter. The batteries in mm-hmm. the heli and go, okay, I got to do some stuff in town. So I'm just going to go out to the field. I'm not going to bring a generator. I'm, I didn't even bring my field box. I literally just pulled my transmitter out of my field box. No tools, no nothing. Just three flight packs ready to go. Um, and went out there and banged out some flights. But the problem was I changed up so many things since the last time I'd flown that heli. I, It's really tough to say. Um, because, like I would mentioned last week, I put the the correct the actual (laughs) 7HV tail pulley on on the (laughs) 7HV. Oh, yeah, Um, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, remember that buzzing sound that the fun fly that we couldn't figure Mm -hmm. out? That's how long it had been going on. Yeah, so that's all sorted out. I wonder if
0: I've got a similar problem on my (laughs) T-Rex.
4: So, man, so just to to start there um, with the tail pulley, I know that fixed the tail problem because this thing is back to its quiet, smooth, as a belted heli should be. Um, so it, it it sounds great now. It's it's right back. There's no tail buzzing. I was able to get the tail game back up a little bit in the flybarless unit, and uh, so that's great. I also, um, as I'd mentioned last couple of weeks, got the BK servos installed, and so now I'm running them off a of straight 2S lipo, which I had been using the uh, HeliJive internal BEC for the oh BLS 451s that I had in there. So completely mm-hmm. bypassed that. So did some rewiring and put a um direct two s lipo in there for the BK servos. And so I went ahead and swapped those out. And then and then in addition I also rebuilt the head like I mentioned. So there was really so many changes between the last time I'd flown that heli
2: it's it's tough to say. God, I can't help but I mean I just can't help but think that four fifty ones at six volts to brand new BKs running on two S you just, you'd just you like to think that there would be, you know... A
1: noticeable difference. A oh, noticeable difference. A pretty difference.
2: big difference.
3: Dude, there's yeah. a
4: noticeable difference, let me tell you.
2: Let's just say
4: pyro TikToks are a little bit easier. Really? Uh, I'm dead serious, dude. Wow. Really, dude? Dead serious.
2: You know, that... And that's... Uh... I'm kind of not surprised at that, because remember we were uh, we were talking with Angry Timmy, and yep. he was looking, what was he running in his? Oh, like, yeah,
0: that's true, dude. He had
2: some, you know, pretty cranked up Savix servos mm-hmm. in his. Yep,
0: and, and he, he was running them at high voltage, but he was still stalling them.
2: He said, I'm stalling them on a real hard, uh, what was it, like a tail slide. He said comes out oh, okay. of a tail slide, and it was yeah. just stalling. I'm thinking... Dude, really? I mean, seriously, stalling these things on a seven hundred? Now on an eight hundred, I could possibly. Yeah, you are throwing
4: a lot more weight around.
2: But you know, after I kind of thought about it, the guy flies like a wild man. I mean, I pre- really appreciate his style. Um, but I, I, yeah, I can and it, it see was it was now.
4: definitely it was definitely not a case of stalling out the four fifty ones. Not no, for no, me, no, no, anyways. No. I I actually think I'm gonna have to go turn down. The, uh, the cyclic rates a little bit, too. Just, you know, a little more expo, that sort of stuff. So so huh. put some flights on that. So get the review is well underway. Uh, we'll definitely be flying those a lot more in the coming weeks. Hope, you know, as long as the weather cooperates, we can't be having these weekends full of rain. So not in June anyways. That's unacceptable. How am I ever going to get 1,000 flights in in a year if it freaking rains for three days straight? <laughs> <laughs> Nick knows what I'm... Nick and Justin know what I'm talking about. Oh, it, yeah. It gets, oh, yeah, dude. It's super annoying. Um, Other than that, man, I, I got to say this, because I know you guys have probably noticed it. It's been a little bit rough the last couple of weeks, you know, starting the job and everything. I have zero internet connection at work all day long. And so that's been... I felt a little bit disconnected from the whole media and communication side of the hobby i've you know been feeling a little bit left out mm-hmm. and man i gotta there's gotta be something i gotta figure something out because i it's driving me nuts sitting there all day at work going there's my phone doesn't have any internet can't do nothing Yeah, <laughs> that
2: would be i mean it's just like because you can only get like so much in on the drive home
4: yeah exactly and the the crappy part is is it's like I get my lunch. I can't even get online at lunch because I'm freaking in the same building. Well, what the hell is the point that, of taking dude. a that's, lunch? That's, <laughs> exactly. That's what
0: I do. <laughs> Why <all> do you <laughs> even take your phone?
4: <laughs> yeah, it's like I might as well just leave it at home. We'll see. Some, I feel like something has to change there because it, it is literally driving me crazy. Monday through Thursday, Thursdays are just killing me. And it's not so much the you know the working hours. It's just being out of touch. Feeling, you know, just out of the loop on the hobby. How did
1: we ever get by without those damn phones?
4: Exactly. I have no idea. Well, I never have, Dan. That was way before my time. I grew up with phones like that. I
1: was like 27 years old before I even got my first cell phone.
0: Oh, geez. So like 60 years ago. Wow. Like 60 years
1: ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You must have had one of those gigantic like cinder block cell phones. Actually, I
1: did have one of those when I was in my I think 23-ish or like a little bit, but it never worked, so I gave it
4: back. Where you need, like, a backpack to carry it?
1: Well, no, this is that that big gray. I did have a bag phone for a while, yeah, but (laughs) the the big gray block, I don't know. Uh, I've
4: only heard stories about those.
1: (laughs) And it was, like, $25 a minute to use, something like that.
0: Ooh.
4: Expensive.
1: It's expensive, (laughs) but anyway.
4: Ouch. so. So
1: is that all you got? That was your week in a nutshell?
4: Other than that, that was my week. I'm just, I'm just thankful I don't have to take a no flight card. So I, I did sneak out today and got in three flights. So that's what, yeah. that's what's pulling me through right now. So we'll see <laughs> what the weekend brings.
1: <laughs> Justin,
0: yes,
4: what do you
1: got this week?
0: I've had a rough couple of weeks, man. So you guys, I mean, I was out last week. Yeah. Um, and as some people know, I was out. Uh, my my wife had a super horrible migraine, worse than she's ever had before, and was starting to get like numbness and tingling. So we said, you know what? We're going to play this one safe and go to the uh, emergency room. Turns out everything's okay, but that is the reason why I was unable to come to the show. Thank you to Dieter for for stepping in and providing some comic relief, (laughs) because, dude, I'll be honest i laughed my ass off at this week's <laughs> show uh, that was a good show and and dude he has no filter does he? it's no. like steering and out it's of just, control it's just it's just like what yeah that is whatever comes way. to him just it just comes out on the air so that that was fun we love i, you, dude. I actually found <laughs> yeah, we myself you, we do I actually found myself listening along and wanting to interject comments on a lot of the topics that you guys were uh, were discussing. So I kind of got sort of like the taste of the listener sort of thing going on. But other than that, you know, it's been the last couple of weeks have been crazy. As Jesse alluded to in his description, the weather here has been horrible. It's killing our flight count. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm taking two no-fly weeks in a row. Yeah, it Whoa. is. Okay? it is devastating no on the fly count. It's it's completely destroyed me. It, I saw you no-fly you know, at
2: all. <laughs> no fly. <laughs> <laughs> that a, you not. the weather. You take a helicopter. You shake it up and down. You not fly at all.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey Nick, can you do that again, dude? No.
2: No. No.
0: No. No, no suit for you. No fly okay. for you. <laughs> no fly. So yeah, the um the weather has contributed significantly to that. But with you know being busy at work, and as you guys know, we I think we've got a fun fly coming up here pretty soon. It's in two weeks, kind of right? like in in a few days maybe. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. I've been focusing a lot on getting the last minute things going that I'm responsible for on that. You know, calling up people and making sure that we've got everything we think we do when we get there. And, uh, and so that's contributed to my, my no fly situation. I, I gotta be honest, it's been the first time in a long time where I kind of feel like I don't mind that I got a no fly, which is weird, isn't it? Mm. Like,
3: yeah, I, it must be a sign. I have
0: not been motivated to go out and fly lately you know i mean it still bothers me that i'm not flying but when i when i do have a small window of time i'm like you know what i don't know like today was my off friday for example last time i flew was my last off fly day or off friday which was (laughs) like off fly fly day which was two weeks ago and instead of going flying, and I could have, I mean, the weather wasn't great, but there were parts of the afternoon where it was flyable. I decided yep. to stay home and get stuff ready for the fun fly next week. You know, a week away, still haven't fixed the Goblin 770. That takes all of 10 minutes, but you can tell how little motivation I've got when I've got like a 10 minute task and I still, still. haven't done it in like four weeks. <laughs> uh, You know, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to our fun fly because I think it's going to snap me out of this funk and uh, get me back into being excited again. But I, you know, I think we all have these oh, these moments. Dude. I'm oh, not yeah, too sure. worried about it. Yeah, it's just one of those things. But one of the exciting things is, however, that in the last two weeks, I have received my full 14s power system for the Goblin Ooh. Speed. Oh yeah, in preparation for the speed cup. Did
1: you have to so dig into I talked your retirement about retirement
0: fund. Oh yeah, dude. He's oh, I'm deep. Son. Son. I'm deep. He's <laughs> he's here, but uh he's mowing lawns after he gets back from from daycare each day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's pimping at daycare. Running yeah. running runnin an underground bottom an info g- ring. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, dude. Yep, yeah, he sells raisins <laughs> for a nickel.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 you want you want raisins? I got raisins. You want raisins? I got. I got your bankies. raisins Two for right five. here. Two for five. I got bankies.
0: craisins. <laughs> Two craisins are a dime,
2: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you want a dime bag? I got a dime bag of craisins. <laughs> so
0: um, you want a juice box. You know, we talked about yeah, juice, <laughs> juice box. That's exactly. You got a juice box. String cheese. That's String right. cheese. <laughs> okay, so. We talked a couple of weeks ago about I had ordered the the Cosmic, the Contronic Cosmic 200 Cool. That has since come in, thanks to uh, Joe and Kyle over at Rotary Wing RC. I got myself a Cosmic Cool with a fan, with a prog disk, with a Bluetooth module. Oh, and I just got the package in the mail today from Joe and Kyle, which is a set of 14S Pulse 4500 packs so i am ready to go and then and then to top it all off i have a new speed motor and that speed motor is a kde 700 xf 505
2: g3 nice oh yeah dude
0: now before people freak out on me i've gotta i gotta gotta let you in on some news here because I have in the past been on Team Scorpion, but I just learned recently that because I was brought onto Team Scorpion as part of being on Team Min Air, when Min Air closed, I was no longer on Team Scorpion. So I can fly whatever freaking motors I want. <laughs> it's kinda, it's <laughs> See a, that?
2: Dude, it's a refreshing feeling.
0: It is. Oh yeah, freedom. Free now. Let's not take that the wrong way. Scorpion motors are still completely badass. Oh, yeah. And I'm flying them on most of my helis. But yep. in this particular situation, I figured, hey, you know what? Let me give something else a try. I mean, Patrick has been pushing those motors hard. Yep. And yep. they are there. It's it's worth it. This 505 G3, it's a freaking work of art.
2: I wasn't so, joking, man. I mean, I had people oh, yeah. send me messages like, really? I mean, do you really think how can you compare you know, because I mean let's face it, Scorpion's the the podium king, you yeah, know, all it's the top guys are yeah, they're proven. Oh
0: yeah, dude, all of the competitive guys are running Scorpion. And Absolutely.
2: It's, it's not a question of all of a sudden thinking, you know, just like switching all of a sudden and saying, Oh, well, Scorpion's not a good motor. No, they're badass motors. I mean, oh I still, dude, yeah. I still thoroughly enjoy my Scorpion motors. There's no question there you know patrick just has done a a really really good job with this g3 series and their the the quality is incredible the power's there so uh, you know there's just there's more players on the block now yeah yeah and
0: and uh, you know i i feel i feel comfortable taking that motor and putting it in the 14s goblin speed And I think it's going to I think it's going to do its job. I mean, I'm not worried about things going wrong or it not delivering the amount of power that I need. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, So I haven't actually built the power system. It's all sitting here and I've been working on bits and pieces of it. But uh, now that I've got everything that I need, I'm going to get that finished up this weekend probably get a maiden flight in this weekend just because i feel like i need to check it out before we go to the fun fly next weekend but i'm not going to get too much flying in the weather's nice but i it's it's the week before the fun fly it's just one of those you know can't do it last week before a fun fly i drove in the (laughs) t-rex remember (laughs) yeah oh yeah that's true yeah that's that's been my last two weeks guys not too exciting Hmm. But I am really looking forward to flight. I'm going to be out there. I'm leaving Wednesday. Dieter, I'm coming for you, man. Party at your house Wednesday night. Dan, you better be there.
1: I Uh, hope to be there. We'll find out. They carry most of your favorite major brand names. Rotary Wing RC. Batteries, blades, chargers, electronics, flybarless controllers, complete helicopter kits, parts and tools. Coming soon, Contronic ESCs. Rotary Wing RC. Great customer service, and if they don't have it, give them a call. Check back often, as their website is constantly being updated. Rotary Wing RC. Keeping you airborne. Look them up today at www.rotarywingrc.com. tell you, I'm absolutely ecstatic that you were a no-fly this week. If Why is that? Because I didn't want to be the only one with two weeks of no-fly!
3: Oh,
1: oh no-fly! No well, Do does it, throwing a goblin across the shop count? I mean,
2: it flew. Dan, how come you don't fly anymore? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: you know, no-fly. How come no-fly helicopter?
5: No-fly. No-fly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you
1: drank too much of that water down there in gillette i think or something oh, man why you know i i don't have a what happened dude i, I have been he doesn't
0: like helis
4: anymore no
1: that's not the case at all. it's the yeah
0: it's multi right how many yeah. multi-rotor flights did you get because i heard last week's episode
2: you said you yeah. got a hundred <sighs>
0: A hundred multi-rotor flights. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know what? I question your dedication. You know they say exactly.
2: multi-rotors make you uni-gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
1: <laughs> well, today I got in about twenty-five multi-rotor flights.
2: Ah, yeah.
0: now does that make you feel good about yourself? I mean, do you sleep at night <laughs> well, knowing that? Well, it does because
1: I got a paycheck for doing that.
2: Yeah, I know, but. I could get a paycheck for working the quarter, but it doesn't yeah, make me feel pay- good yeah, about can myself. Yeah, I get paychecks for other that, things that's too. That's
1: right. I mean, you got to do what esteem. you got to do. But there's there's a there's a plus side to it, guys. I've been getting, you know, we were talking mm-hmm. about KDE a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Been getting to play with a bunch of different KDE motors, forty fourteen mm-hmm. XF three eighty KVs, you know, quality stuff
2: on a prototype. Yep. Have Look at him just game. hanging, hanging in there. <laughs> you know, come on, guys. I mean, come
1: on. I seriously, I, it's it's. I am. I literally. I just have not had time. I just don't. have What time.
0: has been taking up that time? Work. Dan lived
2: at
5: work. So, now.
1: so
0: I mean, now in all seriousness, now you're saying that you're spending so much time actually doing like productive value-added stuff with multi-rotors
1: I, that you don't have time I to go, fly I, actual
2: helicopters
1: i go into work at nine o'clock and i leave at about nine thirty at night
2: someone's working on a raise.
1: well you know i'm excited about what we're doing and i think it's going to be uh you know it's going to turn out to be something good so but
2: Hey, dude, anything that keeps me away from the scrotum trophy is awesome. Yeah, you
4: go, Dan. You fly (laughs) those multi-rotors. That's right. Show them what's up. Hey,
0: screw you guys.
1: I definitely, um, I'm still in second place, I'm sure of it, at 314 flights.
0: Ooh, Nick? Still Uh, in second place? 301. Aha! Justin? Damn you all. I'm still at the same number I was two weeks ago. Two hundred and sixty-five, dude. Huh, you know so, what, though, I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm 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 losing. I'm becoming you're, one. You're with getting the closer fact to that the I'm gonna trophy. have a scrotum on a trophy in my house for it, the next year.
1: Here's what it boils down to at work for me. And you will get the scrotum trophy. But we're we're kind of up against a prototyping deadline. And that happens in the next week and a half um so when that's done and everything goes as planned as uh, as it always does right when you're doing this kind of stuff uh it's back to flying helicopters pretty much anytime during the day
4: justin the, the problem is is if dan does start to fall behind since since we've already talked about this we've we've kind of agreed he doesn't have a real job (laughs) <laughs> he he can just kind of throw his job to the side and start knocking out flights and take I, and us that, all down
1: that's absolutely true i absolutely if it, i if i if i was threatened
4: exactly by
1: justin's encroachment on my number
4: guess what all of I, a sudden whoa no multi-rotor flights this week someone got just, in 80 <laughs> heli flights i would just keep <laughs> yeah that's ridiculous i would
1: just keep my rush right there by the door and i need a 15 minute break i'll get to go get two flights in
4: justin he's just messing with you man
1: uh,
0: although i i you know what i'm gonna design the trophy no you know what you gotta do false reporting
4: of flight count just tell them you're behind <laughs> no that doesn't
2: that doesn't work for me we're only halfway through the year
4: we
3: are so
2: just don't give up put your head down don't give up we'll get out of oh the stop what? come on he's trying I'm to being, motivate you man come on i'm being a friend Fine. You're going to lose. Suck and enjoy your stupid yeah. trophy. <laughs> I, you enjoy I'm really going to design all the trophy all
0: so that on the off chance that in a future year one of you win it, you're going to have to deal with it.
1: So it's going to be hideous?
0: Oh, dude. You ju- you just wait.
2: Yeah, please. Spare us <laughs> the details. Wait.
0: I just think it's...
4: So you're designing are, are, it because you, you know you're mold? getting it? Or what? Are you going to
1: make a mold? <laughs>
0: yeah (laughs) hey good job dude no yeah
1: this is a replica of Justin's (laughs) junk
4: oh we went there Yeah. (laughs) and now it's on top of a trophy I dare you to Uh, do that Uh,
1: I do have another confession to make I'm not very proud of this one either the rush (laughs) I still haven't set that tail up it's still sitting there without the boom on because I haven't set the tail up yet.
4: Wow. It's too weeks. not surprising, Dan. What? Sorry.
1: The Goblin's flying. I just haven't flown it.
4: It's not flying. It's ready to fly.
0: Well, what about this hole? did you say that you threw it across the, the shop?
1: Yeah, I did, but somebody caught it. Oh. I mean, you know, two and a half feet. That's across the shop, isn't it?
0: Oh, my goodness. Man's <laughs> a storyteller. Yeah, he embellishes a lot of yeah. shit, doesn't he?
1: You know, you gotta add a little bit of drama.
2: Like his you flight when you're not flying. Oh
1: yeah, that no flight count that I've had for the last two weeks. Yeah. I'm embellished. Actually, I've got like nine hundred flights in the last two weeks.
3: <laughs>
1: I just decided to embellish it in a negative sense. Zero flights, two weeks. It's not looking good for the home team. Don't know what to tell you. Man.
4: We suck,
1: but there will be some flying in the coming week. There you we go. Going to Spokane. Going to hang out with Justin and Dieter and God knows who else. I I just don't know if Dieter's prepared for the onslaught of people.
2: Mm. Oh yeah. I
1: asked him the other day. Well, last week on the show, he was as I remember, he was on the show last week, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Something like that.
4: Yeah. I think we talked to him.
1: Sending his wife away for the weekend.
4: <laughs> Probably smart.
1: He has no idea. He just knows that a ton of people are gonna be there. Uh he, he right. told his told his neighbors, and um we're gonna commence to having a good time. And uh Nick and Jesse aren't gonna be there that night. No. That's too bad.
4: People have actual jobs.
1: Actual yep. jobs. <laughs> I have an actual
0: job. Mm-hmm. I have an actual job, too. I'm still going to be there Wednesday night.
2: Yeah, see? Yeah, it's because you have I'm... actual paid vacation at your actual that's job. That's true. You're right, I do. At <laughs> your actual <I> job.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. A whole lot of uh, nothing, really, to be honest with you. Need to start getting more flight time in, though. I mean, you know, on, on the machines that you guys will let me count.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I I still feel like I'm flying every day, to be honest with you.
2: But and that's all that counts. Uh, yeah, when you're gonna enter an FAI competition,
1: you I'm, I was thinking about going to IMAC with a big old. You actually
2: forget to fly how to fly upside down? I might have. I might have. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay, just a second. Are you flying inverted circuits yet?
1: Uh, they're yeah, but they're not clean. You didn't see me do any
2: at the Funfly? No, not continuous. No,
1: no, I, I get, I get, uh, I have to bail out of them eventually.
2: That was like mid last year, huh?
1: That was the end of last year.
2: End of last year? Yeah. I saw yeah, yeah, him that better inverted happen. circuits, dude. Did you? They looked the same as
0: upright circuits because he's confused with the whole multi rotor thing going on. Oh. <laughs>
1: That was quite a stretch, Justin. Are you proud of yourself?
0: No, it worked. <laughs> I'm laughing for on him? the inside. For who? Mm.
1: I think we should, uh, we should get on to some news, huh?
2: Yeah, we better. Who's listening to their customers? Katie e is listening to their customers. Their new G3 line of motors are exactly what you asked for. Want a lightweight motor with no sacrifice in power? The 700XF 535 is what you're after. Want unboggable power on 12 or 14S? Slap in a 700XF 455 motor for insane amounts of power. There's even the new XF Multirotor Series motors for when precision and quality are a must. Stop by www.kdedirect.com and pick out your new G3 Series motor.
1: Alrighty, guys, this week's news is brought to you by helidaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do we got for news this week, Nick?
2: It's right, so a random heli, the makers of those oh so elegant skid clamps. Man, they got a yeah. whole, kind of like a whole new line coming out for, for the goblin ones. Just the way that they snap on is a little bit different. And uh, like, if you have a goblin, you want to mount that goblin to anything, these are the tickets. They're easier to release than the original versions. They got them in sick new colors. Uh, That orange to match the goblin orange and the lime green and in black. I dig them, man. These things are clean. They are very, very nice. And if I didn't have a heli hanger, like if I needed to hold uh, my goblins down flat or my goblin down flat, this is definitely the way that I would do it. I'm digging them. How do you like yours, Dan? Are they still holding up? Dude...
1: I have put thousands of well, that might be a bit of an exaggeration. So, well, I don't know. Well, it's two years of traveling.
3: I don't
4: yeah, know. Yeah, that's quite a bit. You know. you remember couple... how to use them though? You haven't used them in so long. Oh, Seriously.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean just how how easy
4: are they to operate, you know? They're fantastic. It, just, it comes right back to you.
1: Oh yeah, it's real simple. It's oh, okay, kinda perfect. like opening a door, to be honest oh, with you. Oh,
4: that is Do they great. have those
0: for multi rotors? <laughs>
3: Are you guys
1: so full of hate today?
3: Yep. So you totally
1: can. Back, you know, I got to tell you what. Those I actually have have a, a set of those clamps for my Goblin 500. I haven't used them yet.
4: That's a great story. That's
1: it. I, was, I, had, I was I was waiting for the for the feed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to get uh, to that it was yet.
3: awesome.
1: They will be Hey, I tell you what. They will be oh. hanging a Goblin 500 on the way. To the fun fly,
2: all right, good. And so I
1: will be able to report further <laughs> on that. But uh, yeah. we got a bunch of them to give away, by the way. Nice. Oh yeah, we do. Yep. Yeah. I, I love them. I, they've worked fantastically for me. They, I hang them on the wall. And there's one thing. I had a listener uh, send me an email, and he was a little, I was like, oh man, I kind of I got these because you you know you said they're real good, and I, I'm just kind of noticing you know hanging them on a wall. They're not really designed to hang in a moving, bouncing trailer in that direction. You know, they've got the up force, you know, straight up, Mm -hmm. side to side. It's a real simple fix. All I did is put a rail to to rest the bus, so they can't slide down any further. Because what happens is they end up, they fit snug, but as you're bouncing down the road, they kind of, the heli will slide down, and pretty soon the strut starts to ride against the top part of the clamp. And it's not designed to hold that force.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I yep. just put
1: a rail that limits how far down the heli can actually slide. I've never had one fall off except what the Goblin did, but he, at the time I wasn't using those clamps. I was using the, some silly-ass hmm. thin metal Goblin hanger that heli Direct sells. But, uh,
2: no, they work great. Fantastic. Well, hey, guess what? XFC. Yeah. Huge congratulations. Jamie Robertson taking first place. Man, he is cleaning up this year. Yeah. Kyle Stacey. And I want to say that this is... Is this Kyle's first second place? Not sure. Like, I feel like he's done lots of fourths and thirds. But uh, I could be wrong. But anyway, congratulations, Kyle Stacey. Edging out Nick Maxwell coming in third place. So... Nice job, guys. Ooh. Yeah. That's no, I mean, that's no joke. Those are That's sweet. serious, man. Yeah. So congratulations to all of them. Uh, I heard it was uh, just a kick in the pants. Great event. All right. Our friends at SoCo, I got a couple things here. First, <laughs> I absolutely love, 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 love their ad.
3: <laughs> for Urcha, right? Yeah, for about? Urcha. Yeah. Have you seen that? I have. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. I just love it. In bright big letters. We will not be doing any demos.
3: <laughs> we, <laughs> <laughs> we
2: will be setting up your helicopters. And I I just I dig that. They're talking about it, Urcha, they're gonna be there. Um we really look forward to seeing them. Uh, and they're they're not going to be doing any demos or anything like that. They're just going to be sitting there helping people go through setups and teaching them. And that's you know that's kind of up our alley. And uh, I'm digging that. But they've got uh, if you go to their website, and we have the link in the in the show notes. Um, they're doing kind of a, a a limited run. I don't know if it's a limited run, but they've got some t-shirts going on. They have an order up. You can order until July 1st. They will have these t-shirts at urcha to sell as well but if you're not going to make it you can uh do a pre-order on their website they're actually really sweet looking i totally dig in the way that they look yeah Um, i do like it dude Yeah, it's it's a really nice looking t-shirt so if you're interested in getting one of those then hop over there and get your order in. and i think that's that's all i've got for news jesse and i were a little concerned that you were
1: going to be pissed off at us this week yeah
0: Come man, we it got I really liked your news.
1: <laughs> we had a segment. We created a new segment.
4: Wait, did Nick not hear did you not see the Facebook post about oh, the Align nine hundred? Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: and I this week just I got back and it took me like two or three days of sleep to get caught up and then work was crazy. So I haven't had a chance to listen, but I kinda I kind of heard that you guys kind of made up your own news.
1: Well, it's a new segment. Yeah. Oh. It's The made up news segment.
2: Oh. It was way more fun. It's I'll way fun. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the Align 900. Align yeah, 900. Dude. There yeah. were, I saw a couple of Facebook posts that were like, RCHN said something about an Align yeah. 900,
1: where's <laughs> the pick? <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Good job. Yeah. Uh, we did put wow. a disclaimer in there to our defense. Yeah, a little you bit. Did.
0: Yep. At the end, you were like, hey, guys, just, just a heads up.
1: <laughs> this is a lie. Yeah. Some of the news you heard on this episode. Some of it. We didn't even tell you what, not though. Be true. So use yeah. your judgment.
4: Use judgment.
1: Wow. I have some well, true
4: may- news, though, this week, Dan. You do? I oh. do. I have a little bit.
1: Of Compass News?
4: No, not of Compass oh, News. Man. They
1: don't do anything. They don't do news. They're stagnant.
4: They don't need news. They just fly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, of, uh, Colin Bell has put out a video called How to T-Rex Preventative Maintenance by Colin Bell. And yeah. there's a there's some good stuff in this video. Have you guys had a chance to watch it yet?
1: I have not. Yeah, so no. I think
4: he he's specifically targeting the Align pretty much, you know, from 250 on up, I would say the Align helicopters, but really most of these tips are going to apply to every um helicopter on the market. I mean, he kind of goes through things like um, you know, lubing the main shaft and the tail output shaft, going through, kind of showing you his grease of choice for the um, torque tubes and thrust bearings. And, you know, is just that the stuff red clean.
0: goopy stuff that I see? It yep.
4: is. What is that? Uh, it's just wheel bearing grease, like a car oh, automotive okay. grade wheel bearing grease. Nice. Um, so, yeah, he just kind of, you know, he walks you through a bunch of those different parts, kind of what to look for, keeping stuff clean. Um, how it should function properly. Um, you know, how much grease should you use? What should you look for? What's too much wear? Um, so, a lot of that kind of stuff. So, really helpful. Um, you know, if, if you're not, I guess, very familiar with that stuff, really for anyone, just identifying when those parts might be getting worn out, when and where you should apply grease and how much. So, a lot of good stuff in that one. Cool. I've got some news. You do not.
0: I do. All
3: right.
0: It's speed news. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So recently, I think in the last week or so, they held the Poding, or I don't know how you're going to pronounce this. You guys look at it. Poding Speed Cup. I think this is over in Germany, and they did a 100-meter course. So this isn't the typical FAI 200-meter course with the 100-meter pre-stage, but still, amazing numbers were put up here so first place went to robert sixth he was running a tdr with the tdv fuselage and the new three-bladed head and he hit 315 kilometers per hour that's 195 miles an hour oh (laughs) my goodness
2: (laughs) me oh my wow oh yeah
0: and that's a hundred meters That's in 100 meters. That's right. So, you know, it's it's hard to say how much lower they would be in a 200 meter pass um, or, you know, what the situation is there. But it's impressive. And there's a video, too, of this thing moving. It is fast. So second place, Miles Dunkel uh, pulled 298 with a stock Diablo speed. And uh, 298 is about 184, 185 miles per hour. So, I mean, this is serious stuff, man. The fifth place dude came in at the previous year's world record speed of 277 to give you a feel for things. Wow. So fifth I think place. we're, I think, yeah, fifth place. Huh. And that was on a Diablo speed. Whole new ball game this year. I think we're going to see some crazy stuff this year and here's the other deal there was a lot of rumor mill going around when we heard this 315 number that it was the new uh tds it's not it's a standard old school tdr1 with the the 3d velocity fuselage and a three blade head so this doesn't even have the new mechanics with the new fuselage on it wow that's just crazy yeah, I, I I think someone's going to break 200 miles an hour this year. That's going to be my prediction. It may not be an official record, but I think we're going to see numbers above 200 miles an hour, especially when that TDS comes out. So along those same lines, there was also some new photos, some leaked photos of the reveal of the Henslet TDR2. And apparently the TDR-2 is going to come in two flavors. So we know, we already know about the really super expensive extravagant TDS, which is the specific speed heli. The TDR-2 is going to have a 3D version, which is basically a replacement to the original TDR. And then it's going to have a speed trainer version, which is a mostly full fuselaged heli. It's got, this one has a three-bladed head on it. And it has retractable landing gear. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. So uh, very, very lightweight, very minimalist design. If you look at the links in the the show notes when you hear this, uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. I, it doesn't really even look like a helicopter with the canopy off. It kind of just looks like a thin slab of carbon fiber with a bunch of battery and ESC stuck in it. So we will see, guys. It's going to be an interesting year. Hmm. I hope we see some crazy stuff at Urcha. That's all I got. Sweet.
1: I have some RCHN news. Went and uh, picked up a little load of shirts the other day.
2: Oh, yeah. Yes.
1: So, uh, we got a bunch of shirts.
2: The the, the,
1: the,
3: the,
1: (laughs) The new design that Nick came up with. Are You a Citizen, with the definition of that on the back. For those of you who have pre-ordered, well, no pre-orders. For those no, of you no. who have ordered, uh, because we put uh, put the listing up the night before we knew we were picking the shirts up, uh, those will be going out this weekend. Uh, you know, th- there's a handful of guys that I know are coming to the fun Fly that I probably won't send those to because I'll be seeing them in like two days. Um, however, if you are coming to the fun fly and you think you're, you think you might want me to send it to you so you can get it all washed before the fun fly. Just, just let me know. I mean, I'm only thinking of a couple guys, maybe Jack up in Kalispell. I might bring him to his, but he, you know, I could mail it. He'll be, it'll be there in plenty of time, but uh, uh, you know, so if you, if you think you want to pick it up at the fun fly, let me know. Uh, otherwise for the most part those will all be mailed out as Which we, we
0: speak, will have them there at the fun flight sell. oh yeah yes, we well. will we'll have them there
1: uh we will have them at the fun Fly, and um as we speak as as you're listening to this show well i guess unless you're listening to it next thursday <laughs> they're actually at the post office monday morning so they'll be going out and then of course I saw a Facebook post on RCHN uh, earlier today that was rather exciting. I'm going to let Nick tell you about this. Oh, man. Fill us in on this. Because it's been a long, kind of enduring, trying process that finally has come to fruition.
2: Pain in the dick? (laughs) (laughs) To To put put it lightly. Yes. To put it lightly. I love that phrase. I know. That was for you. Like just for you too. Yeah, uh, that dude, that's my phrase. I know it is. <laughs> we have oh my god. We have citizen cards. Finally. Yes. We do. In my possession. They are here. This is awesome. I mean absolutely awesome. So what and here's how it's gonna kinda roll out. The way that we did this, we ended up needing we needed to buy a lot more than we had anticipated so the first uh basically up until about 3 weeks ago i want to say everyone that ordered a citizen card uh these all came with your names and numbers on them everyone from here on out we're just going to be putting your name on it so no real big deal there uh just kind of how it had to work out a little unanticipated but is what it is Uh, Yeah, so we will be getting those out. I'm not sure. I have a lot, and when I say a lot, I mean a whole ridiculous amount of letters to fold (laughs) and envelope and address and all that. So I don't think that I will be getting them out before the fun fly, probably right after. I know that if I don't get them out before, it will be what I work on the second we get back. Um, So for those of you who are going to the fun fly and want to just pick yours up there, send me an email and I will set those aside and make sure and um, come find me at the fun fly and I'll just, we'll just give it to you there. Hey Nick, I want to pick mine up at the fun fly, dude. Can I pick okay, mine dude.
1: up at the fun fly as well? Me too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do
1: you want send me to send email. you an email? Actually? Yes. No.
0: Send it to me in the mail on Monday. please. Actually, I yeah. want mine at the field tomorrow.
2: It, you know, that's fair. I could probably do that. I'm on mine at the field yes. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, well, why would you go to the field? You yeah, fly. Dan doesn't fly. I hate you. Yeah, dude, you don't <laughs> need a citizen
0: card to hover a multi Yeah.
2: Hey, you know what? They're no fly. No fly's distant brother. <laughs> I'd watch. Hey, dude, at least when I fly, it's the real thing. I don't always fly, but when I do, I fly the real thing. <laughs> That, that's right. Oh, I can. Never... I used to uh. like you guys. We really did. <laughs> Long time ago.
1: Yeah, there was a time.
2: But yeah, so we are just oh man, excited. So yeah, yes, that's awesome. if you want, speaking of the Fun Fly, if you want to get a citizen card at the Fun Fly, come find me. We can do that. Hats. We will have hats. We'll have the black hats at the Fun Fly, there for you guys to purchase. And we will have the new shirts at the Fun Fly uh, for you guys to purchase as well. I think as soon as we get back, shortly thereafter, we're going to be doing another run of probably the standard round logo shirt, and more than likely uh, another run of the "Together We Are Together" shirts.
1: You know, and I've been getting uh, I've been getting a, f- a few inquiries about, and I know we're a long ways away from cool weather. Well, at least in our neck of the woods, our hemisphere. <laughs> uh, but give me an idea. If you guys are interested in some uh, uh, hoodies, uh, we might, you know, at some point when we get start getting closer to midsummer, maybe get something ready and probably do it. I don't know, just off the cuff, maybe do a pre-order uh, for those of you who are looking to get a hoodie. I know I've had a few people ask about those. So, yeah, you know, it's... Um, it's hard to keep stuff, all that kind of stuff in stock. But we will be getting some hoodies out this year, I think, before winter. All right, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. So we're going to bust right into this one because, man, it's a long episode, right?
2: Yep. Better do it. Oh, yeah, it is.
1: We had uh always a pleasure, John Johnson. Most of you guys know John is Pinion. Stop by, tell us a little yeah. bit about what's been going on with him. I had a great time as usual. So here's John, we'll be right back after this.
0: Hey, this is Curtis Youngblood.
2: Hey, this is Matt Bodas. Hi, everyone. This is Bobby Watts. Hey, everyone. This is Gary, a.k.a. Custom from HeliRap.
0: This is Burke
5: Hammerer. This is Pinion, and you're listening to the greatness that is RC Helly Nation.
1: So, John, what's new, man? What's happening? Going on uh, not,
5: well, I'll uh, tell you what, uh, Doug and I are getting ready to roll out of here next Wednesday and come up to the uh RC Heli Nation uh, fun fly, yeah. Oh, so that's the big nice. plan. And uh, you know, Doug has this, uh, I mean, he's you know, he was a, a CEO of a company or whatever, so he's traveled a lot. And For some reason or other, since he's retired, he is not getting on an airplane, he's uh-huh. not gonna do it. It's not a fear or anything like that. I mean, you know, he, he just likes traveling with his helicopters assembled he doesn't like taking them apart and shipping them and all that stuff mm-hmm. I so relate. we are literally leaving wednesday at noon and we're driving to spokane washington
2: so, nice dude what, no awesome nice.
1: there's yeah. a fun, there's a fun fly up there next week
5: well i heard, I heard you know i i had the, the night wrong for the podcast here so i may very well be <laughs> off on the on the fun <laughs> yeah, fly. But, on uh, the no, week. That, we're coming <laughs> And there's going to be a fun fly, and if you guys are there, that's cool. If we're there a little early, well, you know what? We'll we'll entertain ourselves. when you guys show up?
1: <laughs> I, think, uh, I think most a lot. Well, I'm kind of planning on showing up Wednesday. So, and Justin is is as well, I believe.
0: I will be there Wednesday as well. Nice.
5: Um, well, we won't be party rolling at in till, uh, Yeah, we won't be rolling until Friday. I, I think that's. Uh, yeah. So you know, save a spot for us. That's what I'm saying. So.
0: Mm. All right, we got you covered. Gotcha.
5: You going to drink some hot apple pie? Uh, you know, at that point, uh, yeah. After driving two days, uh, I think we'll be ready for something hot. So well, that sounds good. Yeah.
1: What, whatever happened to this uh, two Oreos and a glass of milk by 9 o'clock thing that you told us about last time?
5: Well, that does happen. I mean, you know, but uh, <laughs> you, you get wound up in a vehicle for two days with Doug. You're ready for some action when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs>
1: from, uh, from watching the plethora. Oh, yeah. Do you like that word? Plethora?
5: I like that word of the day. Plethora. Wow, dude, you're A digging deep, Dan. For you. Come on.
1: <laughs> Shit.
5: No. Anyway, all your
1: videos. I've. I think I've learned one. I think I've learned one thing. Should I drink around you? I should not. Probably not. Pass
2: out.
5: No. We we. We'll, we will turn you into. Uh, you know, I like see those box cars going down the road. Or you know, like trained cars, and the kids like put all the graffiti on them and stuff. We'll graffiti your ass up real good. Oh, you know, oh yeah. Easy. So you don't pass out.
1: No. Nick's going to make sure his door does lock this time.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's
1: yeah. see if we can't get Dieter to that point, and we can just draw his ass up. Yeah.
2: I don't think it'd I don't be that think hard. that's very
0: difficult. Yeah. He I don't know. I have, I have a
1: feeling Dieter can hold his own.
0: He he can, but. He also, he, he won't turn down a drink.
1: That's true. Yeah. There we go.
0: We yeah, learned out. that a couple of Othellos ago.
5: Yeah, we had the artist formerly known as Wilson. We had him uh, tatted up pretty good. Yeah, I saw that.
1: That's the
0: yeah. big. That was <laughs> that was rough, man. <laughs> Poor Wilson. Yeah, he you know, got th- it bad. The thing is, is,
5: we were stomping around in this RV, and the lights are on, and everybody's laughing, and we're drawing on him and stuff, and he's out cold, right? You know what finally woke him up? is I believe when we were trying to draw with this felt tip marker on his eyelid that like <laughs> the, the, you know, the chemicals or whatever on it went through and burned his eyeball and woke him up. That was the only thing. <laughs> Nice. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, man.
1: So how many yeah. fun flies have you been to so far this season? Of course, down where you live in Texas, the season's quite a bit longer than it is for yeah. us. Ours just started last month.
5: Yeah. Yeah, we did the we did the, the the typical. I mean, we did the the, uh, the uh, Cajun fun fly, uh, mm-hmm. you know, down South Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's always fun. I did not make May Day this year, which is uh, another fun fly that's uh, in Louisiana. But the uh, the Cajun Helifest, that's that's always a hoot. I mean, there's just like insane amounts of food. They dig a big hole in the ground. They put a whole pig in there and cook him you
0: know oh nice so, yeah, oh yeah it's it's, it's how it's, hot is it down there
5: dude well i mean right now it's probably hot as balls but uh <laughs> well, it, it was, is that, it is was that is that there... hot yeah it was but no it wasn't that hot
0: hot as balls dan just just to clarify it's somewhere between 95 and 103
5: yeah <laughs> oh, is that... the canadians would probably call it 45 degrees c but yeah was, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so
1: does it, I mean, does the humidity add to that? Does it give it a little extra taint? Hot as balls oh, with a side of taint?
5: Oh, sure, yeah. you got to wear special underwear and you have to have special, you know...
1: <laughs> wicking underwear.
5: Yeah, we have to have wicking <laughs> underwear. You have to have special grooming Yeah, apparatus. You can't
4: just wear any underwear.
5: <laughs>
1: <right>. Charcoal-lined underwear. <laughs> but, you know, actually... Uh, oh!
5: Um, Matt Naska, when we were down at uh, Orlando, uh, he... It would turn me on to some kind of like, it's like, uh, you know, like you have uh, antiperspirant, right? You put it on your arm. Well, they actually make that for like the scrotal area, you know? So, <laughs> oh, like, really? oh, wow. man, this stuff is like, this will keep ball you dry, you know So, I'm like, well, where do you get it? You know, so I'm trying to like, it's like Arm and Hammer makes it, you know? Arm and Hammer, Ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like a cleaner It's stick, a cleaning right? agent. You know, ball stick, right? So, so, I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's <laughs> cool. Where do I cut that? He says, oh, you can get it like. You know, at the grocery store or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking what aisle is that going to be in. But uh, (laughs) anyway, so we had all our rooms are kind of, you know, close to one another in the hotel. And that night, you know, we're running between rooms trying to put helicopters together and drinking and all this other kind of stuff. And so I, I happened to be in his room and I went in his bathroom and I saw it there, you know, the stick of it there. So I said, well, I'm going to work him over real good about this. So I came out of the room and says, I said, Matt, you're right, man. That stuff really cool. My ball's down real quick. He just went, I said, well, I saw it in there. I thought I'd try it. He says, well, man, you're not supposed to use mine. <laughs> so I, said, I said, so it's like a one-user kind of thing. He said, yeah.
4: kind of like a toothbrush.
5: I said, well, I tried to pick all the hairs off of it. I don't know what you'd be upset about. <laughs> so I, I rinsed it off it when I was done. Yeah, yeah. I think he threw it away, but I didn't really use it, Matt. That's the kind of fun we have on a trip. So. Well,
1: I can tell you this. Uh, coming up, have you? I, I know you've been up in the Northwest, but have you been to a fun fly up here yet? So will this be your first kind of Northwest fun fly?
5: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I've I've you know flown up to Seattle and yeah. you know many times and uh, but I've, I've, there's two things of course I've never been to a fun fly up there but I've never driven up there either so that, that's just going to be interesting. Oh, It'll it's a lot be of fun! fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then I'm going to leave Doug's ass up there and take an airliner home. So there you go. <laughs> that's my part. Oh, There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I,
1: what I was getting at is you're not going to have. I don't think you're going to have to worry about needing to purchase any ball powder. No, I mean I don't, it's, think, it, it's, I don't think it's going to be. It's going
0: to be in the 70s, maybe 80s. We have ball oh. heaters. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you might need some <laughs> oh, yeah. ball heaters at night. He's, He's got, got some propane ball heaters. That heats him up.
5: So yep. the high during the day is what? 70, 80.
0: 75, 80 maybe. Oh,
5: yeah. That's nipple twisting weather. I can run around with my shirt <laughs> off and twist my nipples in that kind of weather. That's not going <laughs> No, that sounds great. No, I can't wait.
1: No, we're, we're really looking forward to getting you up there, getting you on the mic and uh, doing a live show.
5: It's going to be a
2: lot of fun. So is it just you and Doug coming up?
5: Just me and Doug. Yeah, uh, I, I tried to sell the caveman Kovar on it, and he's trying to drop a couple of shifts at work. Uh, but um, whether or not he'll actually be able to pull that off, I don't know. But, uh, you know, Doug and I got this covered. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So nice. Is he
0: bringing bad gas, dude?
5: Well, he's bringing bad gas and uh, bad gas junior. So, um, oh, and I, I think you know uh, you guys are going to get a pull on it. He'll let you have a pull on it. So,
0: oh yeah, nice. But,
5: yeah, he's got the you know the no NX four nice. gasser. He's calling that bad gas junior. So,
3: and oh, I think that's nice. I've linked down one of those. Yeah, he's that's got
5: awesome. now. He's finally got it broke in. So, um, sweet. That should be fun. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Eighty seven
4: flights later, it's broken. in. It's broken. in. Yeah. Yeah. 87, 10 minute flights
2: later. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's Three right. brands of fuel, two yeah. brands of oil, and it's finally broken. It.
5: Yeah. Well, you know, he's got that. That's one of the things, too. He's got, you know, the two different gassers is like for, you know, all the convenience, you know, of running, you know, gas and oil mixture, he's got to have two different fuel cell or fuel tanks now because the, the ratio is different for the two models. Oh so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, you know, half a gallon will last a long time in the. the in so the he place.
1: actually does mix his gas. He doesn't do the, the poochie thing and just burn kerosene.
5: No, he he mixes it. There you go. Yeah, yeah.
0: Kerosene is that what you're doing? You're you doing kerosene, kerosene Coleman.
5: Oh well, you know, you can actually VP sells that stuff pre mixed. Yeah, true. Yeah,
1: I mean,
0: uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I mix know. Coleman with oil, Dan. It's yeah, not pre mixed.
1: Whatever. It's not gas, man. It's not gas. Yeah.
0: Dude, it smells like I'm cooking hot dogs when wanna, I fly.
1: You want to put some uh candy apple flavor flavoring in there so it smells nice and pretty when you fly? <laughs> no, <laughs> not
0: at all. Uh, yeah. Keep you that want, for your nitro.
1: I want some popcorn flavoring for my nitro. Wouldn't that be cool as shit?
5: Yeah, I think you could yeah. Yeah. Are you that like um Spearmint. That would be cool. Spearmint. <laughs> Just get the slightest, the slightest swift of Spearmint when he goes flying by. You know? When you fly. Yeah, Man, or, that's or, a refreshing you know, Yeah,
4: that is a yeah. fresh heli right there. <laughs> or Jolly Rancher
5: Watermelon. That
1: would be good. There you go. Sour Apple. Yeah. Now you're talking. Now we're talking. So I've been seeing some uh, videos and whatnot of you flying one of those uh, little... Uh, the hell, those those multi rotor looking things.
5: Oh, the Invertex. That,
1: you enjoying that thing? What's up with that?
5: That thing's a hoot. Bobby did a real good job with it. Um, You've crashed it a couple times, right? Yeah, I, I, um, it. When I first set it up, they'll tell you to put like beginner throws. And if you think about, like, there's no ailerons, right? There's no, I mean, there's no, what are are we talking about throws? We're talking about how much power the modal put out Mm -hmm. to flip, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they recommended that you run lower settings when you're kind of new on it as far as the, how spicy it is, I guess. But anyway, so I went out and did a couple of flips with it. And, of course, Mitch is there. Mitch flew it. Mitch had no problem. But uh, I'm very, very smooth on the collective, Uh, you know, just flying helicopters, and I was not aggressive enough, you know, going from one direction to the other with the collective. I mean, you really pretty much got to jam it when you have these reduced flip rates on it, Um, and so I got, like, a big sinker going. Of course, you're not in my front yard, and um, I got a big sinker going. I just didn't catch it in time, and, of course, naturally, it's over the damn concrete. (laughs) Bam! (laughs) And so I was like, yeah. And the frame held up well, the, um, the little fuselage held up well, the, you know, the cover. Uh, I, 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 I almost shot a hard eight. A hard eight is when you break all four gear legs and you break all four propellers. And, <laughs> I, and I, I, only did a seven. I broke all four gear legs and, and three propellers. So, um, but you know, I wow. literally had it, had hmm. it flying, you know, 30 minutes later, it was all, you know, ready to go. So, um, and Courtney had kind of warned me, oh, you know, you know, make sure you get plenty of propellers and you because you know, learning to fly this thing, you know, if you're just gonna go out and fly around circles, you'll never break anything. But if you're really wanting to kind of be aggressive with it, you're gonna, there's a, there's a pretty steep learning curve. So uh, anyway, so we kind of got it going again. Well, that night, uh, Mitch came back over, maybe it was the next night, and I had put the night lights on it that uh, Bobby sells for, you know, at their site. And the little lights really work well. It's it's really cool looking, but you got to remember this thing is very small. It's only like a foot across, right? So Mitch is out doing all these elaborate maneuvers with it. and It looks really cool. And we're all thinking, oh man, he's really flying it. And Robert and I were kind of standing back there going, you know, that thing could probably use a, more, a little more light on it. And it wasn't so much that it wasn't enough light, but when Mitch came out of one maneuver, it's kind of going away from him. And if you think about it, it the degree of arc seconds or whatever between the lights, they kind of all merged. You know, because you got this—you mm-hmm. uh, got one light on the end of each boom, right? And it just became instead of blue and, and uh, red, it became like just a blob of light. And Mitch goes, <laughs> "Don't know which way it's going." <laughs> and I'm like, "Hit hold!" And <laughs> he's like, "So you know, and there's really no hold on it." But he, he turned it off, and it, we we heard a thud and a splash, <gasps> and the damn thing ends up in the pond across, you know, for the r- runway from a house. <laughs> That's not the first time you know, that anybody's joined Team Cousteau out here. But, <laughs> so we go out there and then the pond is kind of deep. It's probably about three feet deep initially. And it was just barely in the water and the lights were still on. And you could barely see like a little bit of red light down the bottom. The blue wouldn't even filter through. And Mitch starts taking his clothes off, you know, his, his shoes and his socks and everything. He's going to go out there and get it. And of course, I said, well, this, this has to be videoed. We cannot not video this. <laughs> Well, you know, I get the, the iPhone out, and I'm videoing. Well, it's just all black. You just hear us talking. And then all of a sudden, you see, like, just this very, very dim red light start to emerge from the depths of the sea, you know. And all of a sudden, the, the lights pop out, and we're laughing and everything. But uh, all I did is we went back in, hit it with an air compressor. I took everything apart. Uh, I had my own Mahatma project, which is, you know, throwing it all in rice. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And it, it all worked. I had to rebind the uh, the satellite. That's it. Huh. And, so, and so we, you know, three days later, we're beating the crap out of it out at the 114th again. So, no, we're having fun with it. So, and I'm bringing it. So if you guys want to try it, I'm bringing lots of booms and legs, and, you know, we'll let you guys try it out.
1: Is it uh, Does it have any staying power, or is it just kind of novelty?
5: Uh, I think that, you know, I would guess that they're going to probably make uh, something bigger. Yeah, you know something larger i mean if you think about what like uh, curtis has his is much more elaborate obviously i think it's going to fly better right mm-hmm. it's more expensive and it's, it's you know there's more linkages there's more crap to go wrong when you crash it
3: mm-hmm.
5: so mm-hmm. what curtis has is going to be for somebody that's a little more serious about you know whatever they're doing racing it or whatever this is more like something i think that Hey, you know, I'm waiting for the packs to charge on my 700 or I'm waiting for, you know, somebody to show up with a gallon of nitro and I'm going to go out and fly something. And you just kind of go out and play with it and have fun with it. You can fly it at night, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. So uh, I think I think it's got uh, some potential, uh, you know, for fun, but it's strictly fun. You know, it's not going to be anything you're going to, you know, go out and shoot an epic video with or anything like that but, <laughs> uh, or an epic movie. Yeah, but it, it's different and it's challenging and um it's cool but it still has the same thing you know i'm flying it backwards nobody's impressed it's an x
4: <laughs> nobody knows yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's an yeah. x
5: yeah uh. you know when you're flying something and somebody goes well which we, we you know which is the front red or the blue and they have to ask well that tells you right there that you know you're not really impressing them with yeah. the backwards man. But uh, you guys will get to try it. It's it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. It's very inexpensive fun too. I mean, it's not, you know, um, not it's rich. it's not it's not expensive to operate. So I mean,
1: uh, you're doing uh, you're still doing the Galley helicopters, I'm assuming. Yes, yes. And uh, tell us what you're flying.
5: Oh, I have a Galley X7, uh, X42, uh, X3, and X5. Um, I have a couple of uh, T-Rex uh, 600 Nitros. Uh, we have the Daytro Pro and the Nighttro Pro. Uh, so I've like a I, have a, I have a, I have a I have a dedicated night helicopter now, you know, to, because changing the booms out and you know everything just became oh, yeah. a PIA. Hey, I got a uh, fly-barred head for that uh, X5 I'll give you when you come up. A flybard head. We'll yeah. tell what I do with that. I don't know. It's a I would not even know how to set the thing up anymore. It's an X.
1: It's an X5 part that's <laughs> been hanging out in my trailer for about four uh, years. Yeah.
5: Well, you know, save you put in a museum. We'll put it next to the dinosaurs.
1: I actually had uh, at one point. I had a, like a sculpture made out of flybard heads. I had a a Kasama flybard head. A a couple T Rexes. The X5. The JR50. Right. Uh, nice. Nah, I don't know what I did huh. with all of them. I uh, think I threw them all away eventually not too long ago.
5: That's cool stuff. No. Yeah. Well, I just cool. uh,
1: I thought about trying to sell them, but... Uh, I didn't nah, they're I'd,
5: probably worth more to you than you know anybody else. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, really, you know, I mean, that you flew them and they're special to you. And I just yeah. keep them. Yeah. I tossed them. Nick made me. You, you, oh, they meant, yeah. they meant so much too, you just threw them away. Yeah, <laughs> Nick, Nick yeah. made me.
2: I made him.
1: He yeah. says, you have to throw this shit away, so... I did. They're rough. They're rough to me
5: around here. I know um, it's pretty hard, man. You need to come down here. We'll we'll be kinder to you. Man. I don't know that that's. You like... can see how kind we hey, are. Hey,
0: dude, sh- Dan, you know what Texas holds for you?
1: I know, man. I I, I don't watch know. out, <laughs> Death.
0: <laughs> don't go to a fun fly in Texas, Dan.
5: I know, right? Yeah, come on down here, man. We got you covered. <laughs> Put put Jerry the Caveman Kovar on your security detail, man. Ain't nobody gonna mess with Jerry's room. I tell you that right now.
1: Uh, actually, I would love to come down, and I'm I'm actually trying to see if I can't make that happen this year. I I don't know because we're got a, re- you know, from the podcast, man. The, up until the end of the year, we've got a pretty busy schedule for what we, you know. Well, for what we're used to doing, it's right out here in the northwest. Yeah. We uh we don't get a whole ton of fun flies, but uh, we're pretty busy with them up until. The end of the season. And then, of course, you know,
5: you're going to Orlando, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's like a pilgrimage I have to make every year now. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. We're so, looking forward to that one yeah. as well. I mean, search in Orlando. That's going to happen. And Cajun HeliFest. That's going to happen. Uh, hmm. I, I'm not going to as many this year as I've done in the past, but, uh, you know, that that's three that I have to make. So, and of course, the rc heli nation Fun fly so you i go. missed it last year i mean i was yeah we'll make that
4: list that. this year
5: yeah so you know that if, if i do these four every year that'd be i think a lot of people be satisfied with that so
2: i think it's you know. hard you get getting that you know you mm-hmm. go to a new one it's like oh wow that one was a lot of fun so then you think to yourself oh i'm gonna do it like yeah that's a that's a for sure then all of a sudden, right. next year rolls around. It's like, oh, crap. When am I going to get to 14 fun flies? Because I want to go to a mall.
5: <laughs> yeah. I hit a lot, you know, the first couple of years that I just uh, started doing it, uh, beyond the ones that are, you know, within a couple hours driving. I don't really count those. But um, mainly for that reason, I said, I've got to go expose myself to these and determine which ones are, you know, A, worth the effort, uh, and taking time off and using vacation time or, you know, whatever, and, and kind of get a list of them you know, and so that's kind of what I did, you know, I went to Vegas, and Vegas is great, I mean, who doesn't, who can't have fun there, but it's just usually, it's going to be windy as hell, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. so I kind of scratch that off my list, and say, well, you know, I don't think I'm going to, you know, if I can only go to five or four or five a year, uh, you know, scheduling that one doesn't make sense to me, you know, because if I get there, and it's too windy to fly, I mean, what am I going to do, go gamble, Well. Well, wait a minute. maybe i haven't thought this through but <laughs> yeah i think that's why yeah. people still go to the vegas but yes yeah. yeah but i mean it is a, they have a great feel there and it's a, you know the view is amazing and uh you know that kind of thing and i'm sure you know every what 10th or 12th event they have there there's probably no wind i don't know but you know it's
4: every time <laughs> to hit it there, on a good year
5: you know and, and helicopter guys we normally can handle the wind anyway right uh yeah. a moderate not, amount yeah can we're not we, flankers here, are we? I can, mean, really. Can we handle the I wind? I can handle Nick? it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. As long yeah. as it's not my face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that actually
4: is a big one. Yeah, yeah.
1: about that. About yeah. the wind in the face. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I would agree. Um, I got to tell you, that the guys that I fly with here that are flying the planes, I mean, there's a slight breeze and everything's grounded.
5: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're conflicted here uh, at our club because – I mean, everybody likes to – I mean, I don't care who you are. Flying in no wind is great, right? Mm-hmm. You know? But we like it when there's enough wind to keep the plankers away. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Just, just enough. They don't
5: even show up. I mean, it's just like they don't show up at all. It's really cool. You know, like Saturday and Sunday, we own this. <laughs> you know? Uh, sounds
4: like you guys get along great. No, no. We don't Good we working don't relationship. Get along.
5: But what happens is your flying just ends up getting cut in half. Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah, I mean, you gotta give them time, and of course, time for them is, you know, twenty okay, minutes. Okay, guys, it's, it's time for the planks to fly. Right? <laughs> twenty they minutes. To, they have to, you know, scratch their nuts and do their little tuning get, for fifteen get, minutes. I got to put my rubber bands on my wings. Yeah, wing. tuning.
0: Like, hand someone else to
4: well, transmit because it takes
5: them ten door. minutes
0: to taxi from the pits to the runway. Yeah, and I'm
5: like, dude, you know what? You knew it was going to be your turn to fly. Have your shit ready, because <laughs> I mean. Uh, with the with the helicopters, man, it's like a freaking Le Mans start, man. When it's oh, our yeah. turn, and it's like five guys fan out, you know, and <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, yep. we, we go at it hard, you know, and and so lots of times they just end up the Planker guys end up coming to sit and watching us fly, you know, is what they do if it's too windy for them or whatever. But uh, no, we don't. Like I said, it's not that we don't get along, but I, when I see them there, I say, okay, I'm not going to get eight flights in today. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. I'm going to get three or four, and that's it. You know, and so, I, you know, that's that's where that's at. So, but, yeah, you know, you got to take the good of the bad, right? Right. Yeah, I like pissing off, you know, 80% of the hobby. That's jeez. great. <laughs> hey, I got a question. <laughs> yeah, I can totally relate to that, too. <laughs> I like her
3: question. All right.
2: Uh, all right. So, I want to know what John's, you know, you've been to, jeez, I would say a a broader variety of fun flies than we have. And, you know, with ours coming up out of the fun flies that you've been to, what's your, like, what's your, let's say top three favorite things, not necessarily favorite fun flies, but, you know, is it a event and a fun fly, a contest, the food, or, you know, what is it that really, that you remember about each one?
5: Right. Um, for me, I mean, it's the people that are there. Um, you know, you, you can go fly a helicopter anywhere, right? Yeah. So it's, it's the people. So, you know, you'll get to where you have uh, associations with people that, you know, that maybe they're only at the Orlando Fun Fly, Or, you know, maybe they're, uh, you'll only see them at Urch that kind of thing. And so th- those kind of things, I think, are important to establish those kind of relationships. You know you talk to people throughout the year maybe you only see them once or twice a year that kind of thing and it gives you something to look forward to hey you know i'm gonna get to see you know so and so at the you know at the fun fly down in orlando or whatever so yeah. that's always interesting but it's the people um every fun fly for me has something different uh you know when i think of C- Cajun Heli Fest, for instance, you know, down in Louisiana, there's the, the people, of course, that they're locally uh, and the food and, you know, kind of the fun. And we had uh, a couple of years ago, it rained the whole damn time. We didn't, I bet you we didn't fly twice, you know, and uh, but we had a great time because the people are involved. We didn't really even care, you know, that we weren't able to fly. Yeah. So um, so that's that, that's part of it for me. Uh, you know, talk about contests and stuff. I, I personally, the contest things don't really do anything for me. I'm not really interested in an auto-rotation contest or knocking bottles over. I mean, I know there's people that like that. Um, so, but that 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 kind of thing would not get me to come to an event or not come to an event because it's happening, you know. But there, there are some people, you know, that, uh, you know, that's a big, big thing for them. Um, you know, the main thing is just it's it's fun. Um, it's not now. And obviously, we'll set Urch off to the side here because that's a big commercial extravaganza now, you know? Yeah. But but, you know, it's, it's not strictly just, you know, all right, we're going to shut the flight line down for three hours so everybody can demo, you know, their helicopters and try to sell you helicopters. Um, you know, the fun flies I like the most are ones, yeah, you know, the Ben Stork show up, the Jamie Robertsons, the Kyle Dahls, and, and they just fly. Him. If you want to see him fly, go go watch him fly. Yeah. You know, he's not, they're not setting aside 30 minutes for him to do anything. You know, when he's ready to fly, he picks his helicopter, he walks up out there, he flies it, and those are a lot of fun. You know, and that's when those guys actually, I think, do their best work.
3: You know, their yeah, best when is
5: when they're just relaxed, they're out there having a good time yeah. and there's, no, oh, you know, you got to be here at one o'clock and, you know, they just do what they want to do and have a good time. And I think that's what they like. You know, if somebody asked them, hey, what would you like to do? They'd say, I'd like to just show up and fly.
4: Yeah. You know,
5: not have all these commitments, you know, so. But uh, that's what I like. Yes. Yes. Awesome.
2: Yeah, we know how that goes. There's just something about the the camaraderie. You know, at certain fun fly, like you said, certain people that you only get to see maybe that time of the year makes for good memories.
5: Sure. You know, and then, uh, you know, and sometimes you can encourage people, you know, hey, come to, you know, get out of your comfort zone and come to our fun fly. You know, and that doesn't mean they're going to do it every year, but they've met you and they say, hey, yeah, when I go there, I'll know a couple of guys. You know, if, if any issues come up, I, you know, I can have some backup there. So I didn't, you know, drive 12 hours just to, you know, not be able to fix my helicopter if something goes wrong and, and it become a bust, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, that's fun. And uh we want you guys to come to Texas, man. We'll protect you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, and, you know, as, as I can tell guys, we are the fun fly. So it doesn't have to be like, you know, some kind of advertised thing. You just show up. We're going to have a fun fly. Yeah. You know, we'll just pull them out and start flying, you know, and we'll get out the anti-planker repellent and spray it all over the place. And, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs>
1: So. Plankers, it's a state of mind, really, isn't it? You know, yeah. Player.
5: I tell you what, I might have stooped to flying quads, but I'm not going to stoop to flying planks. I'm ever, sorry, ever, ever, ever. Well, I mean, I flew them for years, you know, and they just—I got bored with them.
3: Yeah.
5: And and when's the last time you went in a hobby shop and saw a an airplane that you actually built on the shelf? Never. There, there's no such thing. As that
0: always, anymore. yeah. They're always almost ready to fly.
5: I mean, if I walked into a hobby shop and said, hey, I want to build a top flight headmaster, or I want to build a top flight contender, or I want, you know, they'd look at me like I was from frickin Mars. What are you talking about? Nobody does that, you know? So, um, they, these are kind of ready built, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but you just have people that don't have anything. It, it's a different kind of passion now yeah. than it was when I flew it, you know? So but. They're all foam these days. Yeah, the, the and there's foam, nothing wrong with that. Know, getting, the
1: foam shit's getting big, though. I mean, I mean they're yeah. physically big. I mean, they're, I mean, those are big yeah. planes.
5: Yeah, in my mind, the, the the whole airplane thing, the plank thing, is, is this is something that you get involved in until you mature to the point that you're bored and then you move to helicopters, right? Or, yeah. Right? Or you just yeah. stay in airplanes and you're kind of in a funk. You know, I, I just <laughs> don't get it. Just That's people. It. You know, I mean, we have a couple of guys out the feel They fly great. They fly planks great. You know, and they get out there and they're standing again you know, on the tail and they're doing all this stuff. And I walk out there and I go, dude, you're really wasting a lot of time trying to make that thing behave like a helicopter. Why don't you just fly a helicopter? That's you know, true. Of, I mean, it, you know, that, it doesn't make any sense to me, but, you know, say la vie.
2: You know, guys. One of the best things about being in our position is the ability to give back to our listeners. And lucky for us, Gen Zace batteries shares the same ideas. Just for you, they're offering a 10% discount code on all their batteries.
1: That's right, guys. So head over to www.hobbyparts.com. Enter in the code RCHN10 at checkout to get that 10% discount on your next order. So let's talk about Archie for a little bit because, you know, we're going to Urch. We actually we put our reservation in for an RV.
5: Outstanding. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you guys for coming. You, you guys, you're you going to have a blast. You're going to have a blast. So I think
1: Justin's a little – he's he's trying to figure out how we're going to pay for it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah MasterCard like Visa that. like everybody
5: else, brother. I mean, that's
2: – you know. We, we already figured it out. Dan's just not aware of the things he's going to have to do to get us. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. 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 I've been <laughs> promising he, a lot a, of stuff
0: that Dan's going to do.
5: He's getting suspicious of you installing the stripper pole in the RV. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yep. scooter rides is a code word.
5: Oh, geez.
2: Oh, yeah.
5: Nobody wants to see that. Hey, now, man, the scooter, man. You got like long? Uh, you got batteries on that thing? It'll last five days.
1: It'll go for about twelve <laughs> miles.
5: All right. Well, that's going to get you through day one.
1: Well, we charge it at night. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay, yeah,
5: yeah. We'll have to. We, what we'll do is we'll just get a little. We'll bungee a, a generator to it, and just gen that. We'll charge that bastard while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
1: We'll just get two sets of batteries and put one set on the on a trailer behind it. Yeah, it just while, while we're using one, we'll charge the other.
4: Yeah, those batteries are cheap, right?
1: Yeah, only five hundred dollars.
4: Yeah, get two. <laughs> Dan's are they Thunder
0: rip- Tiger? oh <laughs> or, or sorry thunder power
3: <laughs>
5: uh, <laughs> be prepared for what john i'll be wing <laughs> no uh john just be prepared for sensory overload i think you're gonna like it i mean i think it's it's you know definitely a, a trek that every every guy that every person that flies rc helicopters needs to do at least once you know anybody in my sphere that we went you know this was their first trip and i include myself in that said i'm going back you know so I think it's something you'll want to do every year. You know, once you do it.
1: Yeah, I think so. We um,
3: we've got a our situation's
5: amb- a little odd, yeah.
2: Because <laughs> there's this minor requirement that we go and uh, I don't know own it, but that's okay, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> we've got some pretty
1: <laughs> ambitious plans uh, for first timers, that's for sure. As far as what we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do a. Um, we haven't decided the schedule yet, John. But what we're gonna do is uh, re- we're gonna record three or so, short episodes a day starting like on a Wednesday.
5: Wow, that is ambitious. And have
1: them released at specific times during the day. So it'll be like a 15-minute episode and immediately put it up on the web at regular intervals. No editing? No editing.
5: As it happened. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking, baby. Yep. Gonzo. Yeah, I like that. That's going to be cool.
1: And then uh, then we're going to do a live show, well, live recorded show, uh, as we typically do at Funflies on a Saturday night.
5: Okay, live yeah. recorded. Yeah. Okay, I'll just let that kind of simmer for a while. <laughs> <laughs> live recorded. Well, <laughs> just, I think you got you, Dan.
1: <laughs> it's live recorded. That's exactly what is. We're, we're going to record get, a live
4: well, it's, show. It's live to that? the people that are it, there.
5: Everybody that's was live correct. when they recorded it. Yeah, it's live yeah. for everyone that's it's there. Live it's live to
4: the audience that's there.
5: Okay, well, you know what? That'll be a distinction without a difference. Everybody's going to have fun. It won't matter if it's recorded or not, right? I mean that's the important thing. Everybody there will enjoy the live thing, and then the people who aren't fortunate enough to make it are going to get to live the experience vicariously via recording.
1: Absolutely, and that's kind of what we're gonna. We we don't. I don't know. You know. I think uh, it's kind of an ambitious plan, but we're. I think we're game for it. Uh, Like you said, though, we're going to get there without knowing what we're getting into. As far as just the atmosphere, I'd imagine it's just intense. I just can't. And just, uh, all kinds of stuff going on. It's gonna be a lot of fun.
5: Well, what you see too, what I've noticed there is you, you, you you gotta have, uh, you can't be overly sensitive because people there, like a lot of people that are there are that's like their job, you know? And so you don't have as much, they don't spend as much time, you know, during the day kind of socializing and stuff as you would normally expect. Right. You know, uh, so sometimes like, you know, some of the pro pilots or some of the guys that are kind of in the business that would normally, you know, yuck it up with you for 30 minutes or something, you know, talking about just about anything, all of a sudden like they, they'll make eye contact with you, but they're not going to stop what they're doing because that's their job. They've got some stuff they've got to get done, you know, or whatever. So are you saying
2: training. everyone's a dick?
5: No, yeah. I don't think, not so much that. Um, <laughs> Good I mean, there, translation, Nick. There, there's dicks Nick. everywhere you yeah. go. But I find that a, a, a true dick is a dick, whether he's busy or not. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, very know. commercialized. I'm about, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about guys who are, you know, like, and I even found that sometimes, you know, with this Gowie thing last year, you know, we had so much going on that I didn't spend as much time socializing as I, like I normally would have. And it's not that all of a sudden I became an unsocial person. It's just that we got to get this done. We got to get this done, you know? Uh, so yep. you got these commitments that people make, uh, you know, in the hobby, yeah. and sometimes when they're there, it's just there. It, it, it's a job or a responsibility they have at the time that doesn't exist when they're at a fun fly that has forty or fifty people at it.
2: Yeah. You know, kind well, thank of God so, our number one asset is uh, what we sell is socializing. So yes. it will be. A, and yeah. you know,
5: if, uh, uh, now do you guys know where you're setting up yet, or what's going on with that? Okay. We're
0: working on it.
5: And I'm trying, I'm trying to put you on the spot or anything, but what day do you – you guys kind of got an idea what day you're arriving yet and all that stuff? Tuesday or? afternoon. Oh, oh excellent. Yeah. Okay, because that's yeah, kind of we'll when we're will be there
0: from the oh, beginning, dude.
5: Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that, that's
5: probably yeah, when what I'll be there. Yeah, what we're trying to now. figure
0: out is whether we're going to be a vendor or whether we're just coming as ourselves.
5: Shoot, what I'd do is latch on to Progressive RC or somebody like that, man, and you share their tent with them. <laughs> You know, <laughs> just kind of, you know don't even ask just kind of move in set your shit up just you know? slide in over Good in the corner slowly <laughs>
0: you know start moving stuff under the tent
5: <laughs> hey but i'm gonna tell you what i think team gowie is going to have the generator stuff wired this year so we were kind of unhappy with our generator setup last year and uh, i think that matt naska has arranged for us to get like this generator that like they bring in when they need to run a freaking hospital you know, <laughs> you know, like the power goes out in the hospital, this thing it has it rolls in on like a sixteen foot trailer. Jeez. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, so I don't know if they they were talking about getting it. I hope they get it because I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like commodities. Oh, you want some power? Let's see some let's see some money. You know, <laughs> Start the put power. them the power on the glass. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny at urchin you know they have they have some power now on one side of the road, like where the campers are and everything, mm-hmm. uh, uh, at the main site, but on the main site side, and of course this is AMA's property there, at least last year, there was no power, right? There's no you know power coming out of the ground, you know, off of poles mm-hmm. or anything like that. So you got like all these vendors and stuff, you know, running generators and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, if they just put power in there, it would all of a sudden become a lot quieter environment, you know, at least in the commercial area, you know, but, yeah. uh, and I'm sure they'll get around that to that eventually. I'm sure it's a big expenditure. But, uh, yeah, we're not going to be short of power this year. We had a kind of like a hokey situation where we were trying to run. Um, we, we They rented a big generator. I, I thought 10,000 watts or something like that. I don't know. There's plenty to run a boom, damn. right. Yeah. And what happened is the damn thing was so noisy, we couldn't put it close to the tent, right? So, don't laugh, but this is what happened. So my generator is a lot quieter, right? That's on my trailer uh, or or, or in the the doghouse, right? It's like a six and a half kilowatt generator. So we end up running my generator in the doghouse to power the tent. Okay. And the noisy ass generator, we moved it away farther and used it to power the doghouse because we didn't have cords long enough to get to the tent. You got all that? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you got to do what you got to (laughs) do. Hey, whatever works, man. And, of course, Doug, who has no affiliations, you know, no sponsor obligations or nothing, is parked way down at the end. And he would just come by and laugh every time he drove past my, my trailer. He's like, hey, how's it going in the trailer? I'm like, it's not going good, Doug. It's not going good right now. <laughs> <laughs> and every time something cool happened, I was going to town to get gas. I Because mean, my Honda generator would run, hell, that thing will run all day on one tank. But this damn ten yeah. kilowatt thing we got, man, just like you, who and that thing was burning some gas.
4: It Sucks it down.
5: And it was just making noise, I think. I don't really think it was making that much electricity, although I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway, we're we're gonna have it, we're gonna have the setup this year. I've have confidence is high. So if you guys need some electricity, I'll spot you some.
1: For a low, low price.
5: Hey man, no problem. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> With you, my friend, anything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, I think a lot of people have been wondering, I know I have, haven't been seeing a whole lot of uh, Pinion around. What's uh, what's going on with Pinion?
5: Uh, Pinion is, uh, he he's still around. Is he? And he's probably going to make a visit up there to the uh, RC Heli Nation yes. fun fly. Yes. Yes. Ah. But uh, my creative juices have not been flowing. So, I've kind of backed off on that a little bit. I still like doing it. It's kind of fun, but I have to. It's almost like I have to be inspired. You know, like there's something I want to do. Dude, sometimes I get it. it. Yeah, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'm inspired. I go, hey, this is something I want to do, and uh, you know, I could come up with ten reasons to do it and twelve not to. But um, it, it from this point on, like you know, the in the pocket stuff, all that kind of stuff, I really don't see a whole lot of that occurring anymore. Um, I mean, that's kind of played that played out. Um, but, you know, if I come up with a good idea for something that's funny, then I'll do it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. And, of course, that's I still hard. bring him out, you know, and yeah, and, you know, the kids, you know, take pictures with him and that kind. Of, I mean, I'm, I'm still, you know, about all that. But, uh, you know, to just keep, you know, doing videos of in the pocket, that kind of thing, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem to me to make any sense. Now, you know, we get with Ben Storick or you get with JC or somebody like that, and they're going to do something crazy like, you know, stick the damn thing to the ceiling. Uh, you know, uh, on a portico at the La Quinta, then yeah, Pinion's got to come out. That's happening, you know. Uh, bad shit happens. He's got to be there, you know. But, um, but uh, yeah, well, you'll, you'll see him up there. We'll do so We'll do something cool because this will be the first time you ever actually got to meet Dan in the flesh. Oh, no, we don't. Uh, we, Dan yeah, doesn't. Something. Dan doesn't do video. I don't know if you know that or not. Well, oh, we he does. Video. He
4: does. He does.
0: Don't let him. Pull he you. doesn't know he does, but he does. <laughs> Actually, well, I got a video. I got
5: a new uh, a lens for my GoPro that takes all the fisheye out, man. It'll just narrow you right up, and you'll feel good <laughs> about yourself. It won't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about it.
4: <laughs> it make you look real good. <laughs>
5: uh, it's, it's black, black magic over. right there. It's a black magic camera. That's right. Um, I was, over.
1: you know, what I kind of want to go down memory lane a little bit because I'm sure you. I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh. When Rob Boyd and I decided to fire up our Alienation again right. that week, um, you came out with that first pinion video, which was right. <laughs> pooping backwards at seventy miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Priceless. Priceless. <laughs> we were just so I mean, that was like we as soon as we saw that video, we got on the phone with each other, like, we have to get him on the show. So, I don't know, you know, you were like the first guest that we had on our Sealy Nation when we brought it back. Yeah. That I was a so. long yeah, time that, ago.
5: Matter of fact, I was listening to like your best of or your hundredth episode or whatever, and they had quite a few cuts from that. So, I was proud of that. <laughs> Absolutely. I was like, all right, man, I made the cut. So, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was something else.
1: And that was a special moment. I mean, that, that was, man, that pinion thing just took off.
5: Yeah, like yeah. And, I mean, hard. and it's still like I said. There's still, I think, there's some cool things that can be done. I really do. Um, so, you know, I think this there's just not opportunity. something that can be forced. You can't force it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. And you know, and, and and sometimes it's it's stuff that's just funny to us. I, I, you know, it's like, um, they're still uh, up at Arrow Hobbies. Uh, you know, here in Lewis <laughs> in Louisville, Texas. Yes. Anyway, uh, he's. <laughs> You know, he still hadn't put a sign up in front of his store. He's got, you know, he's got a really wonderful store now, but it's still got like this sporting goods place sign out front. And I'm like, you know, I I tell him, dude, if you don't get that sign replaced, pinion's going to be all up in your ass. (laughs) You know, so you need to, you know, it's like, you know, you threaten him for a while and nothing happens. And so there might be a, you know, a little bit of a video coming out about that. Also, there's a used car dealer next to him that has like this old fire truck sitting there. And I've just been thinking there's gotta be something I can do with, you know, ESCs and electric helicopters and pinion and a fire truck. I just gotta put it all together. You know.
2: Yeah, it should be Matt Naska's <laughs> personal fire truck.
5: You know, he hasn't been setting stuff on fire lately.
2: <laughs> what happened? He not flying?
5: No, I think the I think the technology has caught up with his left hand. I think that you know it's <laughs> it, it's it's you know. It's not I'm not saying things aren't shutting down. They may be. I don't know. I haven't talked to him lately, but I know he's not bursting into flames and in flight. So that's a <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, we're we're excited, you know. We're excited about coming up there. We're excited about the you guys coming to Urcha. That's going to be awesome. Uh are you guys thinking about doing the uh, Orlando thing or is that uh we are a bridge going too far. Oh, oh we're, we're going, going to be start, it, I I think. think. Yeah. We're awesome. going to be there. It's All official.
4: We'll be there.
5: Yeah. Well, I will be there with you, my friend. I'm going to drag the doghouse down there, too, I'm pretty sure. Or, or we'll drag Doug's trailer down there. So, Yeah, we're going to
1: definitely be there. We, uh, we're we going to be doing a show uh, Saturday night there as well. Awesome. Yeah.
5: So. Well, that will be a good time there for, for darn sure.
1: Absolutely. So. Well, John, I want to thank you for coming in and hanging out with us, man. It's been a lot of fun
5: as usual. Well, I enjoyed it. I appreciate you guys having me anytime. Uh, and once again, we're looking forward to the fun fly.
1: That's right, uh, man. Next week.
5: Oh, next yeah. Next weekend, if, if, you know, if you're, guys, buy an airline ticket, pack your shit, let's go, you know. It's going to be.
0: This uh, time next week. Uh, next I cannot week. wait. Yeah. Yep. Nick's going to be wasted.
5: Uh, I'm surprised you didn't ask me what <laughs> helicopters I was bringing, but that's okay. I was surprised.
1: Well, you. Let's hear it. I just kind of assumed you were bringing an MCPX. Uh,
5: well, uh, I mean, I, I no, I'm not going to bring the MCPX. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not going to no? do that. But i will bring the X7, a else? couple of nitros. I'm gonna bring a couple of nitros. Um, might bring a quad. I'll you know, bring the Invertex for you guys to you know try that thing out. So, so do you have other quads? Oh, well, I mean, I've got you know the the Token Phantom. You know, everybody has a Phantom, right? I don't have a Phantom. I was gonna name my Phantom Opera. What do you think? <laughs> no, <laughs> I uh, like it. I, yeah. Do you have any flyaways with that thing yet? No, no. Well, well, I just, you keep a 12-gauge handy. It ain't going nowhere. going <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. <push>
3: <laughs>
5: That's an hey, expensive
1: man, game eye. of skeet shooting right there.
3: Yeah,
5: yeah. It's a game of drones. <laughs> <laughs> the, game, oh, the game of drones. <laughs> uh,
3: I
1: think we just <laughs> found the title to this week's episode.
4: <laughs> game of drones. Nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All righty, John. Well, I am... sincerely looking forward to meeting you in person next week can't wait it's gonna be a lot of fun
5: me as well my friend and uh have a
1: good day and uh have a safe trip up here all right you bet we'll see
5: you guys in a few days
1: all right john talk to you later next week
0: take it easy man later man so dan you know how i've been taste testing a lot of different helis lately well i think it's about time to try out a new flavor I'm wondering if you've got any suggestions for me as to what to look at next.
1: Dude, did you not read Nick's review on the Blade 700X? Man, you've got to head over to Blade Helicopters and check out their new Pro Series Helis.
0: Oh man, you're right. That 700X looks like it's just the ticket. Well, I'm off to www.bladehelis.com to check out my next flavor.
1: That was John. John, thanks so much for stopping by and uh hanging out, man. It's um, always a lot of fun. Thanks,
0: John.
2: John. John. John.
1: <laughs> Get off my
2: back! Straight
1: back. You
2: guys yep. are so crazy. You said that. <laughs> you you did say that. Uh, John. 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 John.
1: Don't you guys know who John John is?
2: Sometimes when I st- stutter, I say John John. John.
1: Why do you guys, you guys are just so full of hate this week. I don't, uh, no, you,
2: there's no hate. I <laughs> don't <Arnold> hate you. <laughs> I love Always you. Always a man. lot of
1: fun when John stops by and really lo- I can't. Dude, he's coming to the fun fly. How how, how Oh, awesome it's going to be
0: that? awesome. That's going to be great.
1: So, you guys will get to meet Pinion and uh maybe get an interview in with him. I know he's talking about doing some pinion stuff about at our fun fly. So, yeah. we're looking forward to
3: it. And nice. bad guess. And and bad Gas bad is going to be there. Bad
4: Gas Jr. Yes. Yep. Bad Gas
0: Jr. And Someone, Dan? Dan, what, just for what, you, an Invertex. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's bringing your He knows what you're up to. <laughs> your
1: man. favorite thing. Man, I got to stop telling you guys <laughs> shit that I'm doing. I swear. Yeah,
2: or start flying. One of the <laughs> two. I don't know. <laughs> just an idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Says the guy who's behind me in Flight Counts.
2: That. True.
0: Oh, well. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's not about the flight counts.
1: Trust me, <laughs> Whatever. <I am.
0: laughs> Says the guy that's at Dude, the end of the flight count. Yeah.
4: yeah, it's not all about flight count, guys. Why well, can't we just all be friends here?
1: <laughs> uh, I, I Actually, I'm looking forward to playing the Invertex. There
2: you go. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. So See what
1: it's all uh, about. You get, you're going to keep interrupting me. Or you're going to let me move this show along. That go? that go? <laughs> we got an inter- we got an interview shit. Is it getting Jeez. Late?
3: Jeez, Dana, are you gonna dude, move the show? Along?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jesse has a has a review he wants to do. Is that right, Jesse?
4: I do. Justin and I have been uh you know, we've been checking out these ultra guards now for some time. And you know, I think it's time we do a little bit of uh reporting on our findings. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm definitely ready. So first off, as always, we got to start out with a huge, huge thanks to uh, OptiPower for, you know, putting these in our hands and making this review possible.
0: And Yes, Andrew Hinton Lever has been uh, the guy that has helped us with this. You guys know him. He is OptiPower over in the UK. And so thank you, Andrew, for, uh, for your support and giving us the opportunity. For the review...
4: Um, I myself got the OptiPower UltraGuard. The kit that I got came with the 2S 430 milliamp LiPo, the external LED, and the UltraGuard board. So this is going to be the, uh, the standard kind of combo kit that you can go ahead and purchase. I believe most of the uh, big-name retailers now are carrying this. Is that right? Yep. Basically, guys, what this product is on your helicopter if your power source that's supplying power to your servos, your flybarless unit, basically everything that's running your heli, let's say during the flight that goes that uh, that fails on you. Well, this thing is designed to go ahead and kick right in and take over and supply a voltage to your system so that, you know, there is no lag, there's no drop in voltage and you don't lose control of your helicopter. How this thing works is, and it's actually, it's a really cool, really genius idea, is when you go ahead and when you plug in this unit, the OptiPower, the UltraGuard board is going to recognize the voltage that you are connecting to it, and it's going to set itself each and every flight that you use this thing. So let's say you plug in 5 volts to it. It's going to recognize that. Let's say you plug in 8.4 full 2S LiPo to this thing. It is going to recognize that as well. That's going to set the threshold for this backup guard and when it kind of kicks in. So once it sees a voltage below that, this thing's going to take over. And what this allows you to do is use it with a range of helis and a range of power systems. I was using this with the Jive BEC, on, uh, and that's a 6-volt BEC, which it worked just fine with. Um, and Justin, you were using it with a different setup, weren't you?
0: I was actually using it with a receiver pack and the the one thing I want to note here is that I think the the Optiguard was originally designed for a BEC type system and some of the earlier firmware out there actually only worked with the BEC. Now though if you purchase one the firmware has been updated to also work with a receiver pack mm-hmm. and the reason for that is that as you guys know, you know, Jesse was describing that When you plug this guy in and power it up, what it does is it senses the voltage of of your system for his situation, the BEC at six volts, and then it sets its threshold for activation at a half volt below. For a BEC, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because it should, if it's doing its job and you've got enough battery power on the main flight packs, it should hold six volts the entire time. Yeah, it shouldn't drop. So if it drops below that under load or because the battery's over discharged, then it's going to kick in. On the receiver pack, as you're flying the receiver pack over and over again, its starting voltage for the flight is going to drop. And it will also sag heavier under load because it's not regulated. The firmware needed to be updated to account for those changes in voltage on the receiver pack. But I, I did run mine with a receiver pack, and I ran the same system that you did, which was the UltraGuard 430. Yep. And it also came with the the little 430 milliamp lipo and the control board and also the high-intensity LED. This was on my uh, my 7HV,
4: and I gotta say, for this unit, installation is absolutely a breeze. The cool thing about this is it only requires one open port on either, you know, let's say on on your flybarless system. You got one open port, you can go ahead and plug it into that. Um, In my case, um, I'm running the mini V bar. And a Futaba S-Bus receiver, so not a ton of extra ports to go around. Um, for those of you that are familiar with the setup, you know what I'm talking about. And so, luckily, I can just go ahead and throw the uh, the one servo lead coming out of the control board, and I just went ahead and plugged it right into the S-Bus receiver. That's right where I fed in that redundant power source. And you know, it's just it's a small 430 milliamp lipo, so. I just went ahead and Velcroed and strapped it right to the side of my helicopter, could hide it in between the frames, no big deal at all. Uh, you just kind of want to make sure that the there is a button on the control board that as soon as you kill the power, so in, in normal flying, you're going to go ahead and power up your helicopter and the control board's going to power up and sense the voltage and kind of do its thing. And then once you go ahead and land and unplug your main batteries, in my case, to you know, turn off the BEC, it's going to treat that just as though the helicopter lost power in flight. It, you know, it does not know the difference. And so that obnoxiously bright LED is going to start just flashing away at you. And you got to make sure that you have access to the button to go ahead and turn that off and let your heli completely power down. I kind of hid mine in between the frames where I could still reach the button and still see the green and red LED which are also on the control board, which tell you, you know, the system's operating normally. And it also describes whether or not the buffer pack or the 430 milliamp LiPo is charging. And then for the LED, you know, they give you about a six, I think, I believe it's about a six inch wire on there. And so I just went ahead and used, you know, the standard 3M double-sided sticky tape and just stuck that right onto the bottom frame. And the cool part about the LED is, like I mentioned, this thing is bright. There, you know, if you lose power in flight, there is no way that you're gonna miss this LED just
0: flashing at you. Uh, yeah, dude, bright, bright is an understatement. Yeah, it's like it, it's freaking blinding. It, uh, the first time I ran this thing on the bench, I got a headache. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bright, you you can't look at it directly. It's one of those things where you gotta like turn it away from you. And you know it's blinking because you can see the entire room lighting up on the adjacent wall. Yeah. So you just keep that in mind. Do not stare the thing directly in the face, or you're going to go, you're going to have a headache, or or have that temporary <laughs> blind spot for a few minutes. <laughs>
4: yeah, but the great the great part about that is, you know, on those bright sunny days when you're out at the field, you're not going to miss it. Um, you are definitely going to see this thing. I would almost be willing to say you could see it underneath. Let's say you kind of tucked up under the canopy that you could see it under
0: kind of coming out from underneath the canopy. I checked that. And yes, you can.
4: Okay. There we go. Yeah. yeah I, my, I,
0: I flew it on two different helis. I flew it first on my 700 DFC. And, you know, the, the one point I wanted to make about the LED jesse is that you had mentioned you used a piece of double-sided tape and that works great because the led board itself actually has a fair amount of flat surface mm-hmm. on the back of it yep it's not tiny so you can get some good purchase it has three on leds on it <laughs> yeah exactly you can, and the little connectors yep so there's there are two connectors one that connects from the backup guard itself To the LED and then there's a series connector so that you can string in series, multiple LED modules together so that you can get it on the underside or the top side or left and right side, however you want to do it. But anyway, the the nice thing about the board is it also has a small M3 hole through it, through the circuit board. And so on my seven HV, I actually ran it back along the left side of the frame and you know how there are the T the, the Rex frames have two uh, tail servo holes in them, one on the left side frame, one on yep. the right, and you only use one. My tail servo is on the right side. So I actually used one of the small holes that you would screw the tail servo into. Mm-hmm. And I took a, an M2.5 or an M3 and a Nylock nut and just screwed the LED module right into the heli. And so you you have that option, and then on the Goblin seven seventy, I also put it on there, and that one I used double side tape on, and it was somewhat under the canopy, uh, and it you can still see it. Trust me, you can <laughs> absolutely still see it.
4: Awesome. So in my in my opinion, there is there's one feature about this uh, Ultra Guard that you know in my mind, kind of puts it above all of the other backup options out there. And that would be the fact that, you know, anytime, you know, it's it's constantly monitoring the voltage of your buffer pack. And when it realizes that the voltage of your buffer pack is starting to drop, it goes ahead and charges up that 430 milliamp pack, making this a maintenance-free backup solution. Um, and to the best, maybe uh, you guys know of something, but to the best of my knowledge, I don't know of anything else that's like that on the market right now. Nope. I think this is it. And for me, that was kind of the big one because, you know, you got some other options out there, but you're constantly, you know, pulling out the cell checker, hooking them up to the little battery and oh crap, I'm at 3.8 volts. Now, not only do I have to charge my receiver pack, my main batteries, I also have to try to throw this ultra guard or this uh, backup solution on there which, you know, it could require a special plug, and it just takes up another charger in general. So having the ability to keep that buffer pack fully charged, it really is, you put it on your heli, and you forget about it. You know, you you have the uh, assurance that that pack is going to stay charged, and if you do lose power in flight, that thing's going to kick in. I actually did some Um, quite a bit of testing on, you know, constantly checking the voltage just to make sure that this pack was staying charged. And I did notice in my case, it didn't keep it right at 4.2 volts per cell the entire time. It kind of seemed like there was a little bit where it let the buffer pack kind of drop down to 4.1, 4.05. And then I would notice that red light start blinking on the ultra guard board and it would charge it right back up to 4.2. So, there's a it. it's not going to be right exactly at 4.2 the entire time, at least with the model I had. It always got it back up to it, up to 4.2.
0: Yeah, that, that's consistent with what I saw as well, Jesse. I monitored mine for a while when I initially installed it, and I would say for mine, I, I seem to see the most typical voltage that I would see is right around 4 to 4.1.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, whether it charges up to four point two fully or not, I'm not sure that I'm really concerned, to be quite honest, because if you did have a situation where you lost power from your main system, you got a 430 milliamp pack in there and an LED uh, blinking uh, at with you. the <laughs> LED blinking at you, you're going to come down fast. Right. So I'm not too worried about it not being able to support the load that I need to either auto it down or just bring it under power and nice and controlled.
2: Do you think that it could possibly extend the lifespan of the lipo, not having it all the way right at 4.2 volts? sitting it
0: fully charged the whole time. Yes, I I absolutely think that that's the case. Um, And, uh, you know, the other nice thing about that, now that you mention that, dude, is that... It also it doesn't just charge, but it balances yep. while it's charging. Ah. So, you know, it's there. They put some serious thought into so this. My, thing.
2: Yeah, maybe that is. I, I can't say for sure, but it, I mean, there's the potential that that was a feature that was designed in just to really prolong the life of the lipo itself. Mm hmm. You
0: touched on, Jesse, the fact that it charges itself. And I agree. That's key. That's like one of the best features. I'll tell you what an even better feature is. It senses when you power your heli and turns itself on. Why is that key? Because I've got (laughs) about a half a dozen Scorpion backup guards. How often do you think they actually add value to my helis instead of just being dead? Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point because i always forget to power the damn thing on dude i mean it's a great concept but if i forget to flip the switch or on the other hand if i if i forget to turn it off on the back end of the flight it's just a pain this thing the minute you power up your whether it's your bec from the main flight packs or an rx pack it senses that it sets itself to half a volt below the system voltage and it's ready to go. It either starts charging while it's waiting or it, it sits there and flashes green and then gives you the solid green saying, I'm ready to go. I actually did some other testing as well. Like you had mentioned,
4: it sets itself a half a volt below um, the system voltage that your helicopter is actually running. So as far as I understand, that half a volt is the threshold, but that's also the voltage that kicks in when the helicopter loses power. And so I went ahead and plugged this thing up to, you know, plug the the V-bar, the um, fly barless system into the computer. And right there in the V-bar software, I can, it shows you the uh, current receiver pack voltage that the system is running. And so I can Mm -hmm. go ahead and plug in the BEC. Like you mentioned, this thing automatically powers on, and then I can turn the BEC off and watch the voltage drop by half a volt. And then I can plug the, you know, turn it off, plug the BEC yep. back on and do this multiple times. And just, you know, over and over and over again, this thing consistently, as soon as I unplug those packs, drops a half a volt. You know, as soon as it sees that BEC voltage go below that threshold. And so that was just really cool to just constantly, you know, be monitoring that and bench test that and just see that instantaneous reaction to this thing kick in.
0: Yep. And you know what, Nick? I, I want to go back to a point that you made because this is in my notes and I forgot to bring it up when you mentioned it in terms of like extending the the life of the pack or maintaining its health. Uh-huh. Not only does it have a balancing feature, but when you power the thing off, right, as Jesse said, it'll assume initially that you've lost power and it's going to blink its LED. Yeah. But it has a little micro switch. And if you hold that micro switch for longer than five seconds, then what it will do is it will stop flashing. It'll go into storage charge mode and it will discharge itself to 3.85 and then hibernate. Get
2: out of here.
1: (laughs) Nice.
0: Yep. Nope. Yeah, it will.
2: That's nice. Okay. That's cool.
3: So it's huh. like, oh, hey, so, I'm not going to I mean, they, flying. They
0: thought of it all on this one. They really did. And if you don't want it to go into storage charge because you know that you're going to keep flying for that day, then you just click the button very quickly and it automatically yeah, hibernates. It just turns it
4: off and goes into hibernation. It maintains the voltage yep. that it's at.
0: Yep. Hmm. So it's it's a, it's a pretty impressive little device, especially when you see how small it is innovation we're talking 39 grams yep
1: so you're not packing a lot of weight on uk servos offer a value not yet seen in the industry for less than a hundred dollars you get a super fast servo with plenty of torque lightweight compact and unique cnc design with excellent centering there is just nothing on the market like this today so if you want to experience great value and industry-leading support, head over to www.bkservo.com. And check them out.
0: Uh, the the one. So just like every review, we gotta have a we gotta have a con because we just went through a lot of pros. And I don't know if you've got a different one, Jesse, but. The, the one con that I've got, and it's a little bit of a nit, but I, I feel like I need to bring it up for those people who are interested in giving it a try. On my unit, at least, and I, I haven't confirmed that this is the case with everyone's units, but on my unit, uh, it when it's charging, there's a certain portion, there's a little small inductor on the board. If you're familiar with what an inductor looks like, you'll find it immediately if you're looking for it. Uh, That's near the micro switch. And while it's charging, that inductor can get fairly warm. Now, I've you know, we've talked to OptiPower about it and it's perfectly normal. That's not a big deal. That's the way it's designed. But if you're not expecting it, it can be really concerning. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, crap, I got to get this thing off of my heli Uh, because it, it was so warm That when I touched it with my finger, it actually shocked me a little bit like, holy crap, that's that's toasty. Uh, But it's perfectly normal. It's not a big deal. Um, I monitored the temperature myself, and it looks like it gets up to sort of 140, 150. Um, And again, checking with OptiPower, that's perfectly normal. But it's just a heads up that if you see that on your unit, don't flip out. I'd pay attention to it just to make sure it doesn't get any hotter. I also, after realizing that, made sure that when I mounted it, I always mounted it with that inductor facing outward mm-hmm. so that it got some cooling. Yeah,
4: and that that's interesting because I wonder if that's something that, you know, has potentially been addressed. Cause I didn't notice any temperature, any heat coming from the board on mine at any location during, you know, any point of operation, whether it was Using the buffer pack, charging the buffer pack, you know in hibernation or just
0: monitoring that system voltage, seeing if it drops. so okay, that's good. that's that is good to know. absolutely. so maybe maybe mine was a, a an older unit because I, I again, like I said, I know that they did have a couple of revisions on this mm-hmm. pretty rapidly early on. but uh, as of I think as recently as a month or a month and a half ago, all the ones that are out there now should be the most recent version with the updated firmware. There's one other feature, guys, that I forgot to mention. I don't think you mentioned this, Jesse, but, you know, the, the review that we did is on the UltraGuard 430 system, and that's the board with the LED hmm. and the battery. You can just buy the UltraGuard circuit board itself, and you can plug it into any pack a buffer pack that you would like if it's a lipo you just need to make sure that it has the 2s jst connector on it because the way that the battery interfaces with the the backup guard itself is by plugging into a balance connector port on the board so it doesn't have a standard you know uh two two lead main power connector like an ec3 or something it goes straight through the balance connector Gotcha. To wrap it up. Yeah. I think that's about it. Staying on my
4: heli. So we're gonna, oh, yeah. we're gonna
1: hurry up and get out of here because my gosh. <laughs> but before we do that how about some emails. How'd we get in touch with uh you, Nick, if
2: I needed to? Uh you would send me an email at Nick at RCHellynation.com.
1: Justin?
0: You could send me an email at Justin at RCHellynation.com.
4: And
1: Jesse?
0: Uh, you could send me an email at jesse
4: at com.
1: I'm Dan. You can reach me at dan at com. Dan K. Reed on the forums. Uh, a couple quick mentions, just so people are aware. We, there will be a show that re- releases next Monday. It will not be the show that we record at uh, our Fly. That show will be released midweek, and we will be back So to you our, get
2: an extra one in there.
1: Get an extra show this next week. That's yep. right. Just so everybody's on the same nice. page
2: there. It's because we love our listeners. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we're gluttons for punishment.
2: It's actually Mm -hmm. legal reasons, but it's okay. I'll be honest.
1: (laughs) 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 On top of that, I would invite you guys to check out Facebook and our forum as well. And one thing I wanted to make a quick mention, because we kind of forgot last week, um, we should have mentioned it in the news uh rob bingham has got a fantastic uh rev- or a uh, build thread for the forza gr Forza. you guys saw that right
2: yep yep yep
1: i uh, just thought i'd make a quick mention of that if you're interested in that helicopter you can uh, see that um maybe we'll dig up a show note and uh, I, I think it's on the uh, Heliatics uh, forum if yep. i remember correctly cool man uh, other than that guys we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it have a good week and we will see you next monday Dan is the no-fly.
4: Later, guys. Get some flying in. See you at the fun.
5: This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you by KDE Direct,
1: Soko Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Gen Ace Batteries, Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.